All right, guys, what's up? This is Inside the North Side coming to you from the studio. So we have a very special guest. You might have seen him on TikTok. You might have seen him on Instagram. You might have seen him at a show. You might have seen him do a DJ set. You might have seen him walking down the streets in San Antonio. Uh, please give a round of applause to our guest, Devin Garcia, a.k.a. DJ Aftermath. What's going on, baby? What's going on? <laughs> I bet you never got a crowd like that, baby. <laughs> hey, uh, I, I performed in I know. I, I, uh, like I know. a big ass crowd. I had that before, so yeah, they're trying to flex, flex on me, bro. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what's up, bro? How you been, man? I've been good, just you know, doing my thing, trying to trying to catch up on all events this year, and trying to start next year on a on a good note. You know, I'm probably gonna be doing less shows, but hey, you know what? It's worth it. You know, I gotta I gotta take my break somehow. Yeah, I understand. Taking breaks is big for artists like us because. You know, sometimes you want to get burnt. You get burnt out, and you're like, "I want to keep going, but I just don't have the energy." And then you're just like, "Ooh, you know, you're not. Your heart's not in it anymore. You're just like, I'm just doing this because, you know, because I'm programmed to do it right now." So. Yeah, man. A friend of mine told me he's like, "Bro, you know, I because he he told he told me straight up. He's like, I want you to I want you to fall in love with the job and say I'm ready, not wake up and say, oh." Here we go again. Yeah, I've heard that before. So, you're from San Antonio, correctly? We say I'm. I'm making sure you're from San Antonio. I don't want to be like, oh, I'm from, I'm from like somewhere else, bro. You know? <laughs> nah, nah. I, I'm from San Antonio. I was born in San Antonio. I was born on the south side, bro. Oh. So when I, but during during that time, I was living in a small town called Catula, Texas. Okay. Okay. Yeah, my mom and my dad had split, so when I was like at like at a very young age, and so she went and she uh, she was staying with my grandparents at the time, and that's where I stayed. And, you know, I stayed with them, and I just uh, that's where I started falling up with a lot of my culture, my heritage, my music, and that that's where I started finding my roots, actually. Oh, okay, that's cool. It's always the grand when you like when you hang out with your grandparents. It's always when you start like figuring out your roots and shit like that. Because that's what it was for me, growing up here in Houston in the in the '90s, mid '90s, late '90s. I was always around my grandparents, both sides, and both of my grandparents loved the Hano music and, and all kinds of like Spanish music. So that's why I grew up in, and that's what I heard. So that's what I'm familiar with. You know, I was talking to a buddy of mine. Um, and he was like, I don't really like the Hano music. And I was like, I looked at him like, what? I was like, are you fucking kidding me, bro? He's like, yeah, it's just, and then, you know, he's from a different part of Mexico. So it's like, I've met Mexicanos that are like, I don't really like the Hano music. And they're from like a certain part. But for us here, we're Texas, you know, we're Mexicans, we're Texicans. We, we, that's our music. And a lot of Mexicanos want to understand that from different parts of Mexico. So I looked at him and I'm like, I don't know if we can become friends, bro. Because <laughs> you don't like the Hano music. <laughs> that's, that's where I draw the line, bro. The Hano, you like the Hano or not? F- fuck it, bro. I can't be your friend. Bro, you know what? When I was growing up, it was it was tough, man. I mean, because I, like, um, my uncle was a promoter back in the day. So, And then both my cousins are Los Garcia brothers. So nice. I fell in love. I fell in love with conjunto music, but um, I was also being taught Tejano music. 
Mm-hmm. I took, bro, like, and, and to be honest, like, there's traditional Tejano music, and then you have your, like, your conjunto style, just bajo sexto and, and your accordion. Yeah. So I, could, I couldn't really fully grasp the, the concept of, of Tejano. I, I really couldn't, but I could still listen to it. But that was when I was a kid. Yeah. But also during that time, you know, I got picked on because, you know, during that time when I was a kid growing up, you know, it was like a lot of like, it was like, it was like a lot of like TI, a lot of UGK, mm-hmm. you know, Outcast was coming out during that time as well. There's uh, TI and all them. Everybody was coming out from the Dirty South. You had SPM, shout out to SPM, shout out to La Familia, shout out to Dope House Records. But you had a lot of, a lot of Texas rappers coming out a lot of people from the dirty south coming out and they were showing us love so of course you know growing up back then when you were a kid that's what you was bumping to you didn't you, hell you didn't give a shit about what they were saying in the lyrics you just fell in love with the beat and you can just vibe with it but that's what was going on during that time bro mm-hmm. when i would listen to tejano conjunto cumbias um uh, norteño reggaeton all that it was like, damn, you're listening to my to my parents' music. So, like, the fuck's wrong with you? And and I'm just like, bro. I mean, it it, it it pissed me off, but it's like, it's like it's, there's really nothing I could do, bro. Like, I was getting on a lot because of that. Yeah, I, I can imagine you. I mean, because San Antonio is like the fucking Tejano capital, you know, and everybody who's everybody's gone through there, you know, Emilio, Selena, and all of them. So people were like. Yeah, we like you like the Hanu music. We like Hunto music, but that's only for like parties, bro, or like Saturdays. We're trying to bump to like good shit, you know. And I understand the whole thing, bro, because growing up, you know, same thing too. My cousin was bumping Eminem, you know, um, and especially me living in Houston. You got fucking you know DJ Screw. You got UGK. You got Paul Wall. You got all these people. Growing up, I'm going to admit this, I wasn't really into, like, the whole hip-hop rap scene here in Houston. It took me a very long time to grasp and understand, like, oh, shit. This shit has been under my nose the whole fucking time growing up, and I didn't really appreciate it, but now I do. You know, because it's like, these are people who are making, that made an impact for Houston and have made Houston, like, a well-known name because of, you know, who came out, like I said, Screw... Uh, Big Mo and all that shit. So I, I mean, like I said, I understand. I was just, I was that kind of person where it was like I listened to one thing while everybody else was listening to something else, and I got picked on too because my music genre was different, you know, than everybody else's. Oh hell yeah, bro! I mean, when when I found out who my cousins were, fuck, like I said, I fell in love with it. I fell in love with all of that. I fell in love with the concept. I fell in love with the with the sound and the instruments and all that. Like their their stories that they were telling me, man, but. When my cousin Jimmy passed away, shout out, shout out to me, Primo de Nico Perez, the Los Garcia brothers, Jimmy Garcia San Cielo, you know, he was, he was like my teacher that taught me everything, man. When he passed away in 2002, it was, it was hard for me to, to really understand that he was, that he was gone because it was just a couple of months that I found out and then, Three, four months later, boom, that, that incident happened. And it, it really changed me, like, gotcha, man. I remember doing probably, like, a couple of shows with him, and I stopped. I started to resent 
music. I actually wanted to resent um, Conjunto and Tejano because there was a time where I went to the awards and no disrespect to, to the Quintanilla family, uh, you know, because I have a lot of love and respect for Selena's family. It was just that that day, it was just, they were supposed to do a tribute mm-hmm. and they never did it. So I was getting mad at the family when in reality, I was actually supposed to get mad at the organization. The family had nothing to do with 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 us not getting the tribute to, to my cousin Jimmy. It was just the, the organization. Mm-hmm. That was that was holding back. No, yeah, man, I understand that, and I mean, you and I mean, everybody has something <laughs> against the Quintanilla family. I'm just that's just it. I mean, you know, everybody has something, and um, I mean, I, I would understand where it's like I've heard stories about like the Tahano, you know, award ceremony not doing something where they said they were going to do, and and it pissed a lot of people off and shit like that. And, um, so, I mean, I understand what it's like, Hey, you know, you, 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 you were young, so you didn't really understand until older. You're like, Oh fuck. I'm wrong at the mad at the wrong people. It's these motherfuckers that were doing this shit and not them, you know? Yeah. I mean, I had to, as time progressed and when I started to, to grow up, I was like, you know what? Like it, it, it's time for me just to let it go. It, it happened. There's nothing I can do about it now. I mean, yeah, it, it sounds like I'm quitting, but it's just that I need to just let it go. By that time, I was already just trying to finish school, man. And I was like, nah, like, you know, the more the more hatred I have in my heart, the the more it's just going to, like, affect me as a human being mm-hmm. as time progresses. And then when I start to grow up, like, I don't want to be that type of person once I start, you know, getting into my older years and, you know, I just, I want to stay humble. I want to stay positive, you know. Yeah, shit happens for a reason, but because of that happening, you now have an understanding, like, okay, you need to start keeping your head on a swivel. And so, you got to understand there's going to be people for you, there's going to be people against you. So, you just got to, you, you just you just got to stay on the ball game with, with everything, man. That, that's how I've been doing it for so many years. For, for, for sure, bro. I understand. You just, you... You can't trust everybody. You got to be careful because anybody can fuck you over. I've been there before, and it's like I'm a nice person. I'm a nice guy. I like I like to believe that I would trust everybody as a good person, and I would just like, yeah, man, I'll do that for you, yeah, you know. Yeah. But I've gotten fucked over so many times where it's to the point where it's like I don't trust anybody. I mean, it. it I might still be like I'm cool with you But it's like I uh, I keep my distance far away Where it's like Alright well you know I'll let you in a little bit I'll let you put your foot in the door But I got eyes on you All times I'm trying to make sure you, I ain't trying to get fucked over again You know Oh yeah I mean I, I, I Obviously I can't think like that With none of the artists I mean I, I have to have love for everybody mm-hmm. At the same time I know their story personally because of what I went through with them. So it's like, oh, I see you. I see you, but <laughs> don't think for one second I'm going to drop my guard, boy. Yeah, for sure. So are you are you cool with, like, Sivani, or are you, you have you have you met him before? With who? Sivani, uh, Selena's nephew, AB's son. No, I actually haven't met him. Bro, he's a, he's a cool motherfucker, bro. He, um... 
He's a he's a DJ out there in Corpus, and he does the, his genre is called Scrumbia. I've had him on the podcast. Um, he came to Houston a couple times, bro. He's a really chill dude, and it's funny because you would think that like somebody who's related to the Quintanilla family would be like, you know, no, their nose stuck up and be like, oh, you know, we're hot shit because they're the Quintanilla family. Now he's real chill. He's down to earth. He's really humble. Really great guy. Really great guy. Well, if, if anything, shit, I would love to meet him. I would. I mean, uh, with, with me, because I actually went live yesterday mm-hmm. on my TikTok, man, and I was just vibing, you know, just playing playing a little playlist here and there, just talking to everybody. But there was a video that just went viral yesterday, and I didn't think I was going to get that big of a, of a feedback. But it wasn't until I started seeing all the DJs come out and like, hey, bro, that was a that was a smooth transition. That's badass, you know, you know that comadre, bro. Like that, that's fire. And so I started talking to all these DJs and just kept asking them, like, hey, like, tell me one story that really that really broke you to your core, that made you change the way you are, and. That's how I start communicating with with a lot of these guys, man. Because really, they're just all human beings. So I would love to meet this cat, bro. I mean, like I said, I talk to all this a lot of DJs, and I just get their stories as to who they are as a as a human being, like what's under that turntable beside their DJ name. You know, I want to I want to understand them and and go ahead and pick their brain a little bit, you know, to get some info. Because that's what it is, man. I mean. With me, I just love to learn, you know, as I go, you know, because like I said, I've been I've been DJing for more than five years, and that may not be shit to a lot of the other veterans that have been DJing for ten plus, twenty plus, thirty plus years. But me still being that that young cat, I just love picking at people's brains and just hearing their stories, the way they came up, how many times they fell, how many times they pick themselves up, brush off the dirt off their shoulders and, and their kneecaps and all that, and just continue to go back out there and say, I love what I do, and I'm not going to stop. As for the love of the music, bro, I, I totally understand. Me, I'm starting to get into DJing. I just haven't been practicing enough because with work and then with the podcast, it's kind of... It's not time consuming, but it's like, well, I have to plan out, you know, a month in advance for people. And then I got to start making flyers. And then when I come home from work, I'm tired. I really don't get my days off. I get there randomly. So it's like if I get a random day off, it's just I just want to chill and just don't do nothing. And I know it's all an excuse. I was like, I could because I have my DJ set and I practiced a couple times. But um, I mean, I'm the same way. It's like I love music. I'm a music junkie. You know, I, I, I want to pick people's brains. That's why I've had a lot of musicians on. I've had Principe Q, who is Sivani Quintanilla. I've had a friend of mine named BB Ding. He's a he's a DJ out over here. Um, I've had, you know, my friend's camera cult from Houston. Um, and, of course, I've had you. And I had, you know, some other musicians and friends like that. I just love picking people's brains, bro, about music. And especially with DJs, too. Like Like the video you were talking about. I saw that and I was like, oh shit, that was smooth, bro. He knew like right where to come in. And I was like, that's fucking badass. (laughs) Bro, like it it took me a while. Well, you know what? That, that one, that one that I did, 
I did it a whole year ago. And the only reason why I brought it back now was because I was like, you know what? Everything is changing. There's a lot of stuff going on on TikTok. And a lot of it is shifting towards, like, wanting to do a lot of, like, funny shit. And, you know, there's hardly any DJs that I know that, that, are, that are on there anymore other than the ones that I'm friends with. And they're just, like, you know, posting videos of venues and festivals and gigs that they're doing. And so I was like, you know what? This is a perfect time, man. And so that one, the the Mamba, the Mamba Lupita with the work remix, it was like, like I said, it was a whole year ago, and it was like the, it was like the catalyst mm-hmm. of what of what to expect from me. So I was like, you know what? Let me bring this, let me bring this bitch back. And I went ahead and fucked with it one more time. I was like, nah, you know what? It's the delivery. That's what I need to work on. And so. The transition going going from Mambo Lopita to ASAP Ferg, it was like, you know what? I got it. I ran with it. The scratching was like additional that, that I decided to spice up. I didn't have to do that, but I just did it and just and just like, you know what? Heads or tails, I don't care. You know, I just want to vibe with everybody. Everybody's going to be a critic in their own way and just, I'm just going to ignore it. I'm just going to post it and see where it goes. I mean, for sure, bro. I mean, yeah. It, Sorry, go ahead. My bad. <laughs> and right now, it's like it's sitting at probably like 90,000 90, views. I haven't checked yet, but right now, I'm, like I said, I'm getting a lot of positive feedback. Of course, there's going to be negativity, and I just take it with a grain of salt. I was like, well, thank you for your thank you for your two cents and all that. You know, I'm still humble. There's people that are, that are hating, and I'm just being nice back. You know, because. Like I said, uh, I just I just want to stay humble. I don't want to I don't want to leave a bad taste in anyone's mouth. Shit, bro, you're leaving some some taste in somebody's mouth with ninety thousand views. Damn, son, that's a lot, bro. That's a lot. <laughs> that's more than I mean. Well, that's not more, but yeah, that's a way lot more than fucking than anything I fucking put out. I mean, I only put out a vi- I put out a video with Amanda Solis. Um, you might have known her. She's on TikTok too. You know the, the Selena. Yeah, that's my homegirl. <laughs> I have, bro. No fucking lie, bro. She fucking like those views on YouTube. Our video for our episode, motherfucker, shot up, bro. There's like uh, some like I think like fifteen hundred views, and I'm like, damn, bro. It, it, everybody loves Amanda. Oh, everybody loves to hate to love Amanda. <laughs> Yeah, bro, you know what? Like, I put my two cents on that one. And no disrespect, but I kind of do mean this with disrespect. But it's just a bunch of little dumbass kids that are just putting out their two cents on a grown-ass female. And all she's doing is just lip-syncing. She's just she's just being her. She's giving her rendition of Selena. She's not saying she's better she's not saying she's the next he has never said anything like that and everybody's saying oh well there's a video there's a video whoa where's the video exactly where's the video where's the video of her talking shit because if, if if there is bro i'm known i am known to roast people like from top to bottom mm-hmm. everybody comes to me to roast people and i do it for a fucking living but amanda didn't do nothing wrong I, I give that girl a lot of props, man. I told her straight up, let me know. If I got to go to Houston, I'll go to Houston. If you got to come to State Town, come to State Town. Because 
we feel in a collab, man. She has a great voice too. Yeah, bro. I'm, I never understood the hate for her because I understand that's you know Mex- Mex- Latinos love Selena. They love Selena. They'll die for Selena. Anything for Selena, bro. But right. to hate on a woman who is paying tribute to her, there's no hate, bro. Like I said, like you said, I've heard videos. I've had people tell me, oh, well, she says that she was better than Selena. I was like, well, where's the receipts at, bro? You have this video? Well, no, I don't have it, but it's out there. It was on her live. And I was like, then why didn't nobody ever, like, videotape it and then put it out there? Well, I don't know. like... Get the fuck out of my face. It's like you, I like Amanda. I like what she's doing. She's just doing what everybody else is doing. Is paying tribute. Ain't nobody give shit to these Michael Jackson tribute artists. Ain't nobody give shit to the Elvis artists. Nobody gives shit to the Beatles paying tribute. They don't give shit to any of those. But they give shit to her. And it's like. You're a fucking hypocrite bro. It, you know. She's just doing what she loves. She loves music. She loves Selena. She, she, you know, wants to impersonate her because she could do it. Fuck it. Let her do it. There's been like tons of other Selena impersonators, but she's the big one that's made it. And everybody's just fucking jealous because she can get, she's getting to do what she gets to love. You know what she loves to do. Yeah. I mean, she, like I said, she's not doing nothing wrong. No. I, I, in my eyes, she's not doing nothing wrong. I give a lot of love and props to her. She's a, she's a very great human being. Like I, I've talked to her several times. And I told her straight up, hey, <laughs> they're just they're just hating because they think they can do a better job than you. When in reality, they're still living with their mom. Damn, bro, you're already roasting people and you don't even know who they are, bro. <laughs> I'm gonna, bro, <laughs> the, one, the one thing about me is I don't give a fuck, bro. I'm the chillest person that, that you could ever meet. I can chill with you. I can grab a couple of drinks. Go get something to eat. Go watch a game. Whatever you know. Go have a fun time. That's me. I, I love to be chill, but I'm just a split hair away of just turning all of that off and just turning my rose button on. <laughs> bro, you gotta get somebody to do that on TikTok. Like TikTok, you just roasted somebody, bro. <laughs> oh, I do. Hell, they. I know. I know. There's haters that 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 are probably gonna watch this. And to to be fair, you know they. I, I can't dictate who can and can't watch or hear this interview. I mean, because that's them. But to the haters that are listening on in, at some point, you're going to have to stop that hating and address me so we can find a compromise, man. There's so much hate in this world. We need to stop with this haterade, bro. When you all, we all need to start coming together as one. I don't care about your political views. I don't care about... Uh, about this or that. I don't care about your religious beliefs. I just want to know if you can sit the fuck down with me, watch, uh, watch the watch the Cowboys game or watch the Texans game, and just drink a couple of brews. That's what I want to know, bro. I've talked about this plenty of times with friends of mine, other podcasters. People are just pussies, bro. I hate to say it, but people are just pussies. I don't know what the fuck happened because everything from when I graduated high school. And now everybody's gotten so sensitive and it's like, what the fuck? We weren't sensitive in high school, bro. I was in high school from 2007 to 2011, bro. Nobody was a fucking pussy. You know, if they called you out and said shit, you're, yeah, you'd be like burned. But then you'd be like, oh, whatever, fuck it. You know, there is shit about me (laughs) from people I graduated that will still bring shit up 
And I'm like, bro, I don't give a fuck, bro. That's when I was a kid, you know. But if it were, you know, if I was going to be a sensitive little pussy, then I'd be getting all upset because people are still bringing it up. But, bro, we grew up, we grew up in a fucking time where you could fucking roast somebody and then be like, all right, you know, that was funny. That's a good one. And then still be cool. But people aren't like that no more. Everybody wants to be, you know, sensitive. Oh, you hurt my feelings. Oh, I have... um, that's it. <laughs> Mental challenges now because you roasted me about my fucking shoes, and now I had to take medication and shit. You know, it. I don't know what happened, bro. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck happened with people getting <laughs> so sensitive, bro. I don't. It's it's the it's the medicine for me, like. Ah, <laughs> bro, I gotta go get the prescription, bro, from Walgreens because he fucked my head up, bro. Now I'm all fucked up in the head and shit. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> bro. You know what? Like, I try not to. I try not to be that guy, man. I really don't. But everybody really does love to test people like that, and it it, it re- really like. <laughs> like I said, I don't give a fuck. I'll turn that shit on, and I'm feeling to go after your jugular vein. Because I mean, I don't have a filter, bro. I don't, uh, except when I'm on the radio station. When I'm on the radio station, I got to have a filter. FCC and all this but (laughs) I I I have to have a filter when I'm professional but when I'm off the mic and I'm doing my thing oh like you can ask my boys here Max I I joke around every now and then Mm -hmm. but there's there's certain limits where I don't go because then they start bitching at me like man like why you go there it's like okay well you know what Y'all went there for me, but I can't go there for you. Nah, nah, bro. You, you feel you feeling to be dismissed? It's like, yeah, I get that. I get that, bro. I, there's two. There's sometimes where you're just like, oh, chill out, bro. You went too far. But it's like, you know. But I understand, like, some people are like, why well, you have to go there, bro? You know, we broke up, like, three months, bro. You know, I'm still hurting, bro. You know, why you got to um, go there? <laughs> I'll be there, like, shut the hell up because you were there posting about about titties on Facebook. You you don't sound broken. <laughs> bro. You don't look broken. Bro, that's just for the clout, bro. I'm just, I don't want my tias to see, you know. <laughs> nah, I'll kill him. I was like, all for the clout. I'm going to go talk to your mom and tell him, and tell him what the fuck you're doing. Then let's see what's gonna happen. Oh, you want to be hurt? I'll give you a reason to be hurt. <laughs> it's not like those parents. Stop crying, bro. I'll give you something to cry about. And hey, that's me. I got a, <laughs> I got a three year old. I love my son to death, man. I really do. I'm, I'm teaching him how to play the accordion because I got him. I got him his little own toy accordion. And my and mind you, because I got mine. I got two accordions. I got mm-hmm. a Gabinelli and I got a I got a Panther. Oh. I play uh, every now and then. I do I do my shit with Macizo. Shout out to Grupo Macizo aquí in Pearsall, Texas, Garcia's Bar and Grill. So shout out to everybody out there in Pearsall as well. Los Plenos de Texas, M Dos, Carlos y los Cachorros, all the bands that made it out of Pearsall, Texas, out of Dilly, Catula. You know that those are the guys that I vibe with. I don't. I'm not saying I don't vibe with any Tejano or uh, any Tejano artists or bands because there's videos of me vibing with everybody on stage when I get my chance to perform with them. And with these guys, it was like they, uh, when I found out that I was related to these guys, automatically I'm like, bro, 
we need to do something. And sure enough, I've been performing with them, but I've been taking my accordions everywhere I go. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing a couple of sets. It dawned, it dawned on me. I was like, let me get an accordion for my son. So I got him, I got him his own personal accordion and I'm teaching him. He's three years old. This dude loves, this dude loves to watch Coco Melon and fucking TJ Maxx. But the minute I pull out my accordion, boom, he goes running to his room, grabs his, and I'm showing him how to play a song. Uh, and mind you, that little accordion only has six buttons and he's trying to play it like how I am. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, bro, you know what? Like, I love my son. I really do. But if he ever comes at me with that bullshit, he'll be there. Like, <laughs> I'll give you a fucking reason to crack. I'll run. So how long you I was raised with bro? the chakla. I was raised with the chakla. Oh, fuck your ass up with that chakla. Oh, fuck. I, got, I, got, uh, I was raised with the fucking stick, bro. The little whip. And I'm like, Ooh, fuck. Oh, fuck. That, oh, it was that, yeah. the belt, and um, I never got with the chancla. Like, you know, like, everybody, you know, Latinos were like, oh, your grandma would hit you with the chancla. My grandparents never fucking hit me, bro. So I've never experienced the chancla at all. But with my parents, it was the belt or it was the whip. And, oh, fuck that, bro. I'm fu- No, I do, no, I hated that shit. I still have memories and scars where I'm like, fuck, bro, I got hit pretty bad. That was like 20-something years ago. Still- bro, you know what they kept they kept saying that people that were that were hit that were disciplined with the chancla, the whip, the belt, and all that. That in today's world they're raised to be like like serial killers and shit. That's bullshit. Criminal. That's bullshit, bro. Because we got whipped and we're fine. We're fine. We're we're out here hustling. We're out here grinding. We just know more disciplined than other people we know not to fuck up we know hey bro it's time to get serious you know that's what the belt meant you were fucking up you get hit you get disciplined hey it's time to be more serious oh yeah everybody got got to understand something man during that time there was no such thing as the talk you want to you want to know you want to know the talk it was that was the talk or it was the pinching on the arm, like you're gonna fucking get it when you get home. That one, now that one—that's what I was raised on too. Fuck, bro. <laughs> People are like, "What are they talking about?" I was like, "Of course you don't know what we're talking about." <laughs> oh yeah, man. Because everybody's everybody's born in this in this generation of you need to talk to your kid. You can't be doing this. You're raising them to be criminals. No, we're not. We're raising us to be better Latinos than us. Exactly, bro. Exactly. I don't have no kids, so I have to do that to the dog. The dog is better understanding than some of these kids, bro. <laughs> I used to whip on her. I'm like, hey, bro, you better chill out. Don't be doing that shit. She understands, bro. But like I said, some people, like I said, people are sensitive. That's why um, they're calling it child abuse to spank your kids and this and that and discipline them. So it's... It's fucked up. It's a fucked up world, bro. Cause it's like kids got kids got power, bro. Kids can be like, my dad hit me, and fucking called CPS, and then you know you get fucking hit with the fine and shit like that. It's fucking crazy nowadays, bro. It's crazy. Bro, I remember I went to Ingram Park Mall here in San Antonio, and I I tapped my son's hand mm-hmm. because 
he was he was fucking around with one of my one of my nephews, and I went ahead and I I smacked his hand. It wasn't that hard. I just like a little tap, a little love tap. Mm-hmm. And this lady comes up out of nowhere, like, said, you can't be doing that, sir. I was like, excuse me? Said, yeah, that's child abuse. How would you like it if, if I did that to you? I was like, <laughs> you want to fuck around and find out? <laughs> that's, bro. I'm, motherfuckers don't understand, bro. That's funny. Was she a white lady? I'm just, just saying out there. She a white lady? Yeah, white lady. Okay, yeah. See, the white lady, man. I, I, I was, I was ready. I was ready to to take that damn belt off my belt loose. I was like, "Want to fuck around, find out? Come on, I'm an I'll give you another shade of white that you that you haven't seen. Ooh, is that eggshell white? Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I was asking you before, how long have you been playing the accordion? Playing the accordion. You know what? I can't give you a definitive answer on that one because I would I would just pick it up, play a little bit, get off. Mm-hmm. Play, pick it up, play a little bit, get off. Because I was always on my board, man. I was always trying to find out new techniques with with my mixing, you know, my blending, my transitions, and all that. Yeah. Um, I've been doing it for I would say almost a year, but it was just that I like I said I just pick it up with it a little bit put it down and you know it, it, it's hard to get serious with it because i'm having to i'm having to put down my board to pick up you know a very you know expensive instrument and learning because i didn't have no i don't have nobody to teach me mm-hmm. other than myself i have to teach, i have to teach myself how to play and i would just do the basics i would when i hang around my people they're like okay you're playing it you're playing it great you're good at it it's just that you need to start adding some emotions with what they mean is that you need to start adding that flair when you're when you hear when you hear Ramon Ayala playing his accordion he's like bro he's hitting all the buttons up and down that's what they mean by emotion because he's telling a story playing you know and we all heard it before Dragos Amargos but Mm -hmm. he's going off on that shit or Gaviota you know Solo Una Patada he's playing all these songs with emotion he's not playing it just one, two, or three keys, and just land. He's just hitting it like that. No, he's there was a lot of folding in and out of that accordion, and that's that's what that's probably like the hardest thing that I, that it's that I need to do because I can show a little bit of motion, but at the same time, I'm there in my head like, oh, you better not fuck up because this song everybody's vibing with you, mm-hmm. and the minute you fuck up, you're gonna lose that crowd, and they're gonna hate you and throw tomatoes at you. They're gonna tell you that your mom's a bitch outside the outside the club, <laughs> and you ain't gonna you ain't coming back. That that's the that's the mentality in my head, bro. I'm like, I can't fuck up right now, bro. Where they get the tomatoes from, bro? <laughs> <laughs> they got they got. There's, there's probably a guy out there. Tomates, tomates para para comer, tomates para subir allá en la club. Un dólar, un dólar para todo. I don't know. Maybe in San Antonio it's like that. <laughs> it's not that like that. Nah, uh, you know what? San Antonio, I, I give a lot of love to them, man. They 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 do vibe with me a lot. Mm-hmm. They vibe with me because I I can I can back up on the shit I say. When I say I can sing, I'm, I'm not the great I'm not the greatest singer. I'm not fucking Whitney Houston, but I can do my best. I can hold down my own. I can hang with the big boys. Obviously, because I did it with with Jay Perez, Eli La Reina, Jess Turner, and all them. But it's hard. For, it's hard for me to vibe with them 
when it's time for me to get on that accordion because I'm looking at everybody like, mm-hmm. if I fuck up, they're going to be there. Turn off the mic. Ah, <laughs> so, how, bro, how was that singing with Jay Perez? Because Jay Perez is a fucking icon, bro. I mean. Bro, let me tell you. So, it was the last day of Fiesta. Mm-hmm. And what happened is that we, me and Jay have been talking for a week straight. Every morning when I wake up, this dude would be there like, motherfucker, you better not fuck up on my stage. <laughs> Every fucking morning, that's all I got was a text from him saying that he wouldn't say nothing else. That's all he said every morning. Don't fuck up on my stage. Don't fuck up on my stage. <laughs> Wasn't until Sunday morning, he says, I'm just playing with you, brother. Let's go out there and have a fun time. I'm just like, you bipolar or something, bro? You bipolar? <laughs> so um, I, I showed up to, to Fiesta, and I'm backstage, but I'm on, I'm at a totally different, uh, a totally different stage. I'm on the south side stage, and it it's Sunny Salceda. Mm-hmm. Somebody was reaching out to me and saying. Hey, Sonny wants to meet with you. He wants to talk to you. I get backstage. The sound crew recognized me real quick. Hey, bro, you need to bring up Sonny on stage. So I'm like, nah, what the fuck? Like, uh, I, 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 I'm I'm new, bro. Like, like, nah, you're a DJ, right? Mm-hmm. You're a big boy, right? So yeah, I was like, okay, my source. So I had them telling me shit. Sonny wanted to do something with me and some other person, you know, doing a little doing a little set together yeah and i told sonny about jay sonny's like bro just take it with a grain of salt he always plays with us he's he's when he's serious yeah he's serious but right now he's just joking with you that's all i kept saying in my head okay he's joking with me he's joking with me i did my set with sonny i felt a little bit loose i go to the main stage i meet jay Perez's wife i saw his wife what he was saying, and this is what she said, no bullshit. Oh, he's been telling me this for three years. If he wanted to, he would have kicked me off the band. <laughs> I'm <laughs> like, bro, what the hell? And she was there, but don't get it twisted. He will throw you off the stage. Bro, That it sounds like he changes emotions like they changed the fucking tempo on his songs, bro. Bro, you ain't lying when you say that. Bro, but, I've heard enough J. Perez in my life from my parents where I'm like, what the fuck? He just changed key and tempo. I'm like, what the f-? And he just, oh, my God, dude. The dude has a fucking magnificent voice, bro. I mean, he's, the dude's a badass. He does, but it was like, bro, like, I was starting a second guess. It wasn't. Shout out to my uncle Bumper Gomez from Bumper's Wacky Wednesday, man, because he was the one convincing me mm-hmm. to do it. So I and no bullshit. We're in the crowd, and there's Jay Perez. He's there. Hey, want to give a shout out to DJ Aftermath? Where's he at, bro? Hey, I'm calling him. He can't say that I didn't call him, but he's more than welcome to come backstage and get on this stage with me to do this one song. That was a lot of bro. My uncle Bumper is there. He's right here. He's right here. <laughs> fucking yelling. And I walk backstage. That's when I meet his wife. And I get in Jay's ear. Like, bro, 
I don't know your song by heart. Know a little bit of it. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, well, then you know what? I'll help you. He says it on the fucking mic. I'm like, bro, did you just have to say that on the mic? Really just embarrass me. Why don't you? But he tripped out. Once I started singing with him, once I started delivering the chorus and the hook, he was like, he was hyped up. A video's still there to prove it. Like, he was jumping, like, I was like, damn, this motherfucker can sing. And we're vibing together. We're creating that chemistry. and Everybody's going crazy on it. That sounds fun, bro. We have something like that here in Houston. It's for the Chicano Festival. I've been going to the Chicano Festival since I was a fucking baby, bro. And, you know, like I said, with my grandparents and my parents, they love Tejano music and Conjunto music and all that. So I've seen, like, Ram. I've seen, you know, La Mafia, because La Mafia lives here in Houston. I've seen Emilio, like, I think a couple of years before he had his accident and passed. Um, I've seen, you know, Little Joe. I've seen... All these people who've performed at the at the Chicano Festival, so I can I, I can attest to some of them where they embarrassed some people and this and that, and it's, it's fucking hilarious, bro. When they do that shit on stage, I'm like, bro, you just embarrassed them in front of all these fucking people, bro. What the fuck? <laughs> nah, but I think the reason why Jay did that was to see if I can hang. Because mm-hmm. I told him, I was like, bro. I'm I'm more Norteño than Tejano, mm-hmm. and I and I am because because of who my family is. I'm more Norteño and Conjunto than Tejano, and to, and for him to see this to see this kid that that had no business being on stage, but he invited me just to do one song, and it was Mil Botellas. That's the one song that me and him did. Mm-hmm. Everybody, like I said, they went crazy. It was 5,000 people under the bridge going fucking bananas just because me and him are singing and I'm doing segundas, he's doing premios, and that's that's why everybody's freaking out more. He's like, damn, this dude can fucking back up, sing even more loud. Like, goddamn, where the fuck this vato been? <laughs> he's like, we need this guy on every tour. Nah, but he was he he was starting to tell me that I was like, no, thank you, I'm done. <laughs> this is because once once I got off stage, my legs were shaking. Mm-hmm. I I needed to make sure that I didn't spaz on myself or nothing. <laughs> I had to check everywhere. I was like, okay, I'm good. And <laughs> we went. I think we went home. No, we went to another club, man. Mm-hmm. And some of the music artists are there. They just saw the live video because my uncle went live. Yeah. And they were freaking out like, bro, you need to start doing stuff with us. So now I'm comfortable, you know, doing shit with David Lee Garza, with Ram. Shout out to Rambo, man. I love that guy. Yeah. You know, um, El Gato Negro, Tony Guerrero, all of them, man. Like, we're, we're all buddy-buddy. And if, if they ever call me up, shit, I'll be on stage with them. Bro, that's... That's cool, bro. That's that's fucking cool, bro. That, that that's awesome. I'm just I don't even know what else to say. I'm listening. That's fucking cool because I'm saying I grew up listening to these people. I grew up watching these people, and then to be like, yeah, bro, I, I got their number. I tell them, hey, don't fuck up on my stage, bro. <laughs> don't don't fuck up on my stage. 
Bro, and to this day, I still got the text messages from Jake. <laughs> still got them. That's cool, bro. How long ago was that? Was that a couple years ago or what was that? Nah, that was just... That was this year. Oh, really? Oh, shit. It was this year, bro. It was in... I'm trying to remember, remember when Fiesta was. In July? June or July? It was one of those. Or May. It was one of those One of those months. Oh, okay. Yeah. But it happened this year. Nice. I thought this was like a couple of years ago. Because, you know, with the uh, whole pandemic and shit, really nobody has anything to... <laughs> To remember from last year, so nah, hell no. Once, uh, once uh, Texas got that green light, you know, mm-hmm. everybody went out. Hell, it was packed. Yeah, Fiesta was packed. Tejano explosion, which which we had, it was like right across the street. It was packed. I did fanfare this year for the first time. Mm-hmm. Same shit, you know. I I got on stage with with some homeboys of mine, and. We just started jamming. Now everybody was vibing with us, and I went in. I was DJing too. Hell, everybody was vibing with me, uh, DJing because I wasn't just playing that on the music, man. I was going, I was going old school, retro eighties, nineties, you know, like Snoop, Dre, putting in Big Mo, DJ Screw, and all them. UGK. Everybody started vibing with me once I started doing a lot of a lot of Houston music, mm-hmm. and. They were just like, damn, bro, like, you're not just that Hano. I was like, nah, bro, like, if you're a DJ and you just seclude yourself to just one genre, then you're not really living up to your your full potential. Exactly. So I went ahead and I broke down the barriers for myself. I fuck around with not just, you know, Tejano music, no thing and all that. I fuck around with hip hop. I fuck around with old school rap. I fuck around with country, you know, salsa. Uh, Durango, Bachata, and all that. That's me. And because of that, it made me a very, like, a well-experienced DJ. So now I, now with that, I'm like, yo, yo like, I can, I can read my crowd. Mm-hmm. And they can buy with me. And I can just, I can mix from, like I said, from that Mambo Lupita to ASAP Bird, and everybody will be going crazy. Exactly. Like, I was talking to my, my buddy, BB Ding. Um, I took, we talked about him. We're like, it's science, bro. It's a science to like find this song that goes with this and to find a transition that'll, that'll go smooth with it. And just to get the people vibing, bro. Cause if you get the people vibing, they're with you, bro. If you, if you fuck you know, if you add something, people are like, and eh, you know, eh. and then they come back when you play something good. It's all a science. It's all a science. I love watching people. Not to sound fucking weird, but <laughs> I like when we go out to the clubs, I like standing there and just watching people react to certain music. Like, what are they going to like? What are they not going to like? What's going to move them? What's going to tell them, hey, let's go get a drink at the bar. So it's interesting to see what gets people going. And But like with music, like you said, you have hip hop, you got pop, you got country, you got Spanish, you got but it. It's a whole gumbo of music that'll like keep people on the floor, regardless of what the song is. Yeah, bro. I mean, over here, cause I, cause I DJ in a, like I said, in a small town called Pearsall, Texas. I also DJ in San Antonio too, mm-hmm. and that's on Fridays. On Saturdays, I'm here in a small town called Pearsall. That's where my, that's where my cousins are. I shout out to Grupo Macizo, and everybody vibes, but it's not just Tejano, bro. Not even, no, uh, not even. Conjunto, or a little bit of conjunto, but it's mainly a lot of cumbias, reggaeton, a lot of hip hop. 
so when I when I take it back to like crime mobs, little flip and all that, like they start going crazy. You know, I would do like like I said, like the same thing with Big Mo and all that. You know, because when I play, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, is that one song from Big Mo? I think it's uh, Big Dog, something like that. Yeah. Okay, so that's how I start out, and I I will I'll spin out. I'll put Big Mo on. Everybody starts there. They start singing along with me, and and my my MCs on the mic. Like, if you can fuck around with this music, give me a hell yeah. Everybody starts going crazy. And I'm just like, that's how you know, yeah. That's how you know your people love you, man. Yeah. You're, you're vibing with them. They're they're enjoying the time. Hell, nobody comes up to me to play to to a request a song because by the time they come up to the booth, I'm already playing their song, and they turn right back around. Exactly right. That's what I like when DJs and like they read your mind. You're like, man, I wish they would play this song, and then they play it. It's fucking like it's great A shit, bro. It's great A shit. That was like I want to ch- I want to go to where you fucking DJ and just vibe to that shit, bro. Because it sounds like it's fucking fun. I've seen some of the videos and shit like that you posted. And I'm like, damn, this motherfucker's having a good ass time. And I was like, I want to have a good ass time. <laughs> well, we always have a fun time, man. Me and Big Boy. We always have a fun time. We always invite a lot of the a lot of the music artists out here as well, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's rare because you because I, I, uh, the last time I had Ram, <laughs> this is funny. I played the next episode from Snoop and Dre, mm-hmm. and I found Ram bumping his head and throwing up West Side. I was like, Ram, shut the hell up! You fucking South Side, don't be throwing up West Side. <laughs> And, he, and he's a whole he's a whole fool, but I love him, man. But Ram's there, he's vibing with me, and then he's trying to rap on the mic, and I'm just like, yeah, yeah, wait, yeah, that's <laughs> you're overdoing it. That's oh funny. man, that's funny, bro. It, it's hilarious. Oh, okay, so, um, so you live in Pearsall right now, right? Or it, how far is Pearsall from San Antonio? Uh, about. About forty minutes if you don't go to the speed limit. Oh damn, forty minutes. Okay, <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, I don't know if you heard any of the past episodes, but uh, sometimes I like to shit on San Antonio. <laughs> it's just, it's just what I do. It's what we're used to over here. We like shitting on other cities. I have family in San Antonio. My grandpa's from San Antonio. His sisters, my cousins, and all that live there. But I've gone. So many times with my family, I never got to go out and, it, you know, a um, what can I say, adventure out to like San Antonio and check it out until maybe like two years ago, me and my girlfriend started going to San Antonio and then we started like checking out shit, bro. The freeways, I can't do the freeways, bro, there. I can't. I hate the oh, freeways in San either. Antonio. I get <laughs> I've seen, I, I saw three accidents, bro, within like 20 minutes. And I was like, where the fuck am I, bro? <laughs> where the fuck am bro, I? Bro, <laughs> whenever I get off 35 to get on 410, uh-huh. it's always, it, it never fails. It's always fucking like packed. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. and you know what? It's not even because, you know, somebody had an accident on that, on that part of the highway. It's on the other side of the highway. Yeah, everybody wants to look and see what happened. Ooh, for, you know. for real. So I got this Bluetooth mic that I can hook up to my car. Mm-hmm. 
rolled down all the windows. And I'm there. I was like, if y'all want to be like this motherfucker across the highway, you better move your fucking car right now. I got places to be. <laughs> bro, no, you didn't, bro. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. And there's an old lady. There's a fucking old ass lady right there next to me. And like, how dare you? I was like, bitch. Stop me right now. All loud, bitch. <laughs> Don't drive. Bro, I, I have no chill. It was because when I, um during that time, I'm I'm either going to I'm either going to the club because I got to get ready I got to do my sound check mm-hmm. or because my friends want me to come through so we can go eat and I haven't ate all day and I'm having to go through traffic and everybody's there looking because someone that happened to be on their phone got into a car crash on the other side of the highway and I'm just there like the fuck did I do to deserve this? I know. What did I do to deserve this? I, I at this point like uh. I, at this point, I just I should just I should just start lighting up firecrackers, throwing it under their cars. That way, they can get the the idea to move their fucking cars. They do that shit here, bro. I literally get fucking mad. I'm like I'm like I shouldn't get mad because I'm so used to this, but it's like go, just go. Why are you? Because people are either on their phone, like you said, or they're not paying attention, or whatever it, but they they don't go and i'm like go just go and like what the like even when they merge people are so scared to merge and i'm like it's not that hard it's not that hard but people make it difficult and it pisses me off and i'm a truck driver so i should be like fucking used to it but i'm like it makes me mad i can't drive with traffic i can but i just don't like it so going to san antonio i'm like all these loops and exits and stuff like that. I'm like, this is a nightmare, bro. I can't do this, bro. <laughs> I can't. Bro, do I this. zigzag. I zigzag in traffic. I just, I, I just cut air. I'm just going through the flow, trying to get to the exit, and then I, I hear them honking. My, and I'm bold. I'll stick, my, I'll stick my hand out there and I'll start throwing the middle finger outside. <laughs> oh, so you're that person? Okay, I think I saw you one time on the fight ring. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Hell, I got somewhere to be. Shit, I ain't trying to wait and try to let everybody else. I got somewhere to be. Shit, you gotta go. You gotta go. Fuck it. Hey, if they ain't going, I'm gonna go around them. Fuck it. Oh yeah, or not? Uh, I take. Uh, I cross the median to get to the access road, and like, oh, okay, we're ready to go. Let's let's bunch it to sixty five and <laughs> let's get there quicker. Yeah, that that's one of the things I didn't like. Uh, I, another thing I didn't like about San Antonio is a lot of stuff is far, bro. Like, we went, we were one side of San Antonio, and they wanted to go to Big Lou's Pizza or wherever that's on the other side of town. And I'm like, where yeah. is it? It's like, oh, it's like some, some minutes. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, this shit's far, bro. And then I'm going out, and I'm like, where the fuck am I going? It's like abandoned houses and shit. And I'm like, well, oh, man, I don't know where the fuck I'm getting into. Because over here in Houston, Bro. it's not like that. You know, everything is in close proximity. But if you want to go somewhere far, it's not like on the other side of town. If it is, then there's people there. Not, you know, just fucking desert. <laughs> For real. You have, um, you have SeaWorld on the, north, on the northwest side. You have Six Flags. Where all the bougie motherfuckers are staying at. You have Splash Town a little bit close to the AT&T Center. You have the zoo, 
that is in the that in the east side. Mm-hmm. I, I I know this because I see all the I see all the fucking modified cars and fucking hitting them switches and bouncing up and down. Downtown is downtown. There ain't nothing special about it. I mean, hell, I just saw pictures of the of the river walk, all the lights and shit. And I'm there in the comments like, who the fuck you lying to? <laughs> <laughs> it never looks like this. The fuck? <laughs> the water smells like the yeah. Uh, the water smells like my ex's house. Like you ain't fooling mm, nobody. Damn, bro. I felt that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, I've heard that the river smells and it wasn't until like what next last year when nobody was you know it, it got clear and then this and that and now it's all, i guess it's all smelly again because people piss in there so bro i i legit told evo i put it on twitter because uh i saw the video where he jumped in the in the san Antonio river Uh-oh. And I and I tweeted that guy and I'm like, bro, you better go get a tetanus shot. You better go get a vaccine. You better go get everything. Who knows what the fuck was in that water? Ugh. Ugh. I can't even imagine. I remember one time uh, we had went down there because you know they got the little restaurants and shit like that. And I'm like, uh, I was like, what? I was like, this water fucking smells, bro. And we're out here eating. I'm like, oh no, these motherfuckers put outdoor patio in front of the water that stinks. Y'all, what the fuck is wrong with you people? <laughs> Bro, but I'll tell you right now, the people that that clean up the the river walk, they banking. Oh, for sure. You know sure. how you know how many times they tell me, bro, they that they had um they found chains like thousand dollar chains that they that they're restoring just just so they can rock them. Fucking wallets full of money, jewelry, cell phones that they can just put in rice and. They're banking, bro. I remember, I remember, a homeboy of mine. He got a, a thing was like a thirty inch, yeah, like a thirty inch Cuban Cuban link chain. Damn. I was, uh, and it was, it was like it was like those fat ass ones where they wrap around. Mm-hmm. And I'm there. I was like, bro, where the fuck you get there? He's like, in the river. <laughs> like, oh, did you really, did you really shock at first? Hell. <laughs> That's funny, bro. I I don't know. There's, I mean, there's some cool stuff we liked about San Antonio. We went to Six Flags. It was my first time in Six Flags in years, and I was like, "Why is it so small? <laughs> Where's it? it looks so bigger when I was younger?" And it was like a lot more to do. And then like we went through the park in an hour, and I'm like, "I paid how much for this?" <laughs> yeah, I'm not a. Uh, I'm not allowed to go there anymore. What? Oh, you gotta tell me about this. <laughs> so. There's a special that Gabriel Iglesias did where he got on some type of ride at Disney World, and it was him and his friend Martin. Mm-hmm. So there's that scene where he said that he picked up his shirt when he was going down, and the camera caught, and the security guard says, like, hey, can you identify these two females that are that are flashing themselves on the camera? Yeah. So. My dumb ass decides to do it. No. I did it. And because <laughs> there's nobody else on there with me. And I did it all smiling and shit. Like if I like if I won the price was right. And they they tell you, you can't you can't be here no more, sir. I'm just like, why? 
Hey, it's what? a family. It's a family friendly establishment or a family a family friendly theme park. Like if it's family friendly, then why the fuck y'all selling tequila? All of this started because I went to y'all's bar and got seven or eight shots of tequila. That's why I feel great. <laughs> bro, the prices at fucking Six Flags. Fuck them, bro. Fuck them. You be paying like two testicles for a fucking Coke. Yeah, was it? My girl wanted something to eat. And she was like, oh, we can probably, like, share it, or can I just... She wanted a burger, and she just wanted the burger. That's it. But they're like, oh, you got to get the combo. And she's like, well, how much is the combo meal? Oh, it's $24. And I'm like, where's the drink? Oh, you got to buy the drink separate. I said, fuck you guys. <laughs> I was like, still give me the burger, though, but fuck it. <laughs> I was told, I was like, that shit better be made by Gordon Ramsay and stuff, or that shit could be cost 24 bucks. But they fucking, they didn't really check our bags or anything, so we could have fucking walked in with Whataburger and, and nobody would have fucking known. Yeah, that's true, because I walked in with liquor bottles of my own one day. They must not give a fuck. Nah. There's a, time, there was a time when the security guard was checking, and he looked at me straight in the eye, and I gave him that look like, motherfucker snitching, you ain't gonna get no shot. <laughs> like, I know, I know in, in the back of your head, you're saying, man, fuck these kids. You want to take this shot, don't you? Shit. I, one of these days, maybe I'll go back again, but like, I want to be fucking trashed. I don't get on fucking roller coasters. Oh, wrong, wrong thing to say. Wrong thing to say. No. Don't don't get trashed if you're going to be in San Antonio. Don't. Why? You got, okay, tell me that. Tell me why. Tell me why. The last okay, so take take it take it from from my point of view, man. The last time I got trashed was the day of fanfare. Okay, I had uh, I think it was the Marriott. Yeah, because it was down the street. So I had I had like this badass sweet fucking had shitload of people there in my room, mm-hmm. and and that's rare because I don't like nobody in my room. I'm not a people person when I'm when I when I have a hotel because I like to be secluded to myself, mm-hmm. but. I got so damn trash that I woke up. One, my damn my damn clothes were outside of my hotel room. And I woke up, it was a king size bed. I woke up with five people in my in my bed. One was a guy and I freaked the fuck out because I didn't know if I did anything with him. And I'm hoping I didn't. They said I didn't do nothing. I feel like they were lying to me. So I'm I'm hoping to God that nothing happened, and that was like the worst experience of my life. Don't get trash, don't get trash, change on Sonia, because you don't know if you're gonna wake up in bed with the same person you came with, or you're gonna wake up in bed with three other people and one of them's a guy. You guys heard it first. Don't get fucking trashed. <laughs> don't get trashed. We've gone to well, we've gone to like a couple bars here and there, but um, usually when we get a hotel room. We go to Specs and we'll just buy beer there and then drink in our room. So that's usually what we do where we go anywhere, really, because it's like, man, I don't, I don't really know this part. So I was like, oh, we'll just drink in the room. Fuck, it's cheaper. Fuck that. They they told me you should get trashed in Austin. I'm like, I was like, fuck no. They're like, why? Because if my the way my attitude is, I'm gonna be outside the Texas State Capitol being there. Talking to our, be yelling at our governor. Hurry the fuck up and give me my damn stimulus check. 
I've been well, I wasn't drunk, but I've gotten a little a little tipsy on Sixth Street, and uh, it was fun because usually I know where the places to go. Because like I said, I like going to Austin. Austin's one of the places I go to because my cousin lives out there in San Marcos, so I go to Austin when I can. And one time I went to Sixth Street by myself. So I was like, okay, hey, cool, you know, whatever. It was after a show, too. I had went to go see Los Lonely Boys at the Moody Theater. And I was like, well, I'm going to go to 6th Street, fuck it. You know, have a couple drinks, you know, shit like that. So I was like, oh, fuck. I was like, I'm feeling pretty good. Went to the club. Had a good time. Um, but I've seen people get fucked up, like, during South by Southwest. And they're in the fucking, you know, the fucking little chamber truck that they got to keep them, you know. To cool them down and shit like that. I'm like, I don't want to get that fucked up, but I'll get fucked up in a way. <laughs> it don't take that long. Bro, to, much for, it don't take that much for me to get fucked up, really. It, it takes me a while, but when big boys with me, I I don't like peer pressure. Mm-hmm. So I just I just like I I succumb to it quick. It, all it takes is for him to say, "Stop being a bitch." And I'm like, okay, and I just start going, but. I remember I got I got I can't say I got too damn drunk, but I got drunk. Mm-hmm. It was during it was during one of my one of my gigs, and I kid you not, bro, I made out with somebody's wife, and come to find out, the guy wanted me to make out with his wife. Oh, he's one of those. I won that one. I, I felt great, <laughs> and come to find out, I made out with the daughter. Oh, okay. And I freaked out even more because I'm just like, I had the mother, I had the daughter, where's the grandma? Oh, shit. Grandma, where you at? <laughs> where, where, where's the, where's the grandma? Where's the, the tias? Where's the godmothers at? I, I want to know where they're at. I'm going to see, I want to see if they're better than these two that I made out with. Dang. But, nah, that was like the time of my life right there. Bro, you got to let me know when you come to Houston, bro. We'll, we'll, I'll take you out. We'll get, we'll get, we get lit and shit like that, you know? And it's not like, oh, hey, you know. But no, whenever I have family come over, when I have friends come over, we'll drink. I take care of them. I'm say, hey, let's go to the good spots. Let's get some food. Let's get some drinks. I know a place where we can get cheaper drinks at a cheaper price. And then we'll go to the club, have a good time. So I, I, take, care of my, I take care of my peeps when they come in. So, Bro, you know what? No bullshit. I was going to hit you up earlier today. And I was going to tell you, hey, you know what? I wanted to I wanted to go over there personally mm-hmm. to Houston to go to do this interview with you, but with with everything going on here, my manager my manager was there telling me, bro, we got a lot of shit to do. Mm-hmm. Like we can't really leave nowhere. And I was just like, bro, not even for like not even for a couple of hours. Like we can't just go. I mean, literally from where I'm at. Houston it's only about a two and a half hour drive because I ain't gonna go to the speed limit anyways mm-hmm. but I had it planned out because I was supposed to go drop some vocals with a friend of mine and at that same time I wanted to go out to Houston I wanted to go check out you know some stuff because I, I put it on TikTok I was like what are the best places to go eat at in Houston and they were telling me bro just you know what hit us up and we'll come through and I wanted to chill with everybody because I have I have a I have a very good following in Houston and in the Valley, mm-hmm. which is which is like weird. I I really thought I would get a lot of a lot of feedback from like the towns that I'm in, but to get a lot of love from Houston 
in the valley that and i'm real i'm real grateful for that man so i wanted to go out there i wanted to go do this interview with you in person and then like hey you know what fuck it we're here in houston let's go to the gabinelli store but yeah. i didn't get a chance like i said my manager was telling me bro like we got a lot of shit to do we got to take care of all this nonsense or else we're gonna we're we're gonna be in a uh, tough situation and i'm just like all right fine i guess we'll stay here and we'll go we'll go another time whenever whenever we have free time then yeah bro let me know whenever you have free like i said you got my number let me know i'll hit we'll take you to the good spots usually what i like to go to is uh depending on what you feeling we got the rodeo goat that's an Edo. fucking great place but they got like 10 different burgers they got chicken sandwiches. They got some good ass chips and queso. It's good food, real good food. And then you know we got truck yard that's got some good beers. We got fucking we got a lot of good places. It's like I can name them, and you're like, oh okay, yeah. But if I take you to them, then you're be like, fuck. I got a bomb ass taco truck that's like the best tacos in the fucking city, bro. Everybody fucking jokes at me because it's in the north side of town. And I'm like, man, fuck you. I don't even know. Y'all don't know about Taco Naso. And uh, shout out to Taco Naso, bro. Best tacos in Houston. Um, and, you know, they're like, oh, we don't know. So I've taken a couple friends to go. And they're like, bro, this shit is good, bro. It tastes the fucking same 25 years later. It tastes the same. It's just, it never changes. So it's really good. Tacos. I know good places to get drinks. I got, you know, and this and that. So. Like I said, hit me up whenever you come to town, bro. Just, we'll fucking make it a, a a night. I'll invite some buddies. We'll all go hang out and shit like that. Hell yeah, man. Like I said, I got some friends out there, too, that are music artists, and I want them to come out because it's rare. It's really rare for me to to pop up in another city, man, because, mm-hmm. like I said, I'm busy. Yeah, and like, like, I, um, like I tell a lot of people, man, it's rare. It's even more rare that I do interviews because, again, you know, I'm busy, and it's not me being disrespectful. It's just that I tell them, "Look, hey, I'm I'm grateful and all, but if if I have to curb somebody, it's because I'm doing something here, mm-hmm. and I can't really take my I can't take my focus off of that. You know, like case in point, I had a I had an interview in Corpus. Mm-hmm. Now we're, we're 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 on great terms. We are. I just gave them a heads up, like, bro, look, I I want to thank you. For, for reaching out to me, but as of right now, I can't really do an interview only because I'm doing something with, with Maciso. I'm doing something with the radio station, so it's going to create a little bit of a conflict because my, my main focus is on that, which is true because I had just got back to the radio station mm-hmm. and my main focus was just trying to trying to show to my homeboy that I didn't miss a beat, which I did, and I showed up I, I did my thing. I killed it. Everybody was happy that I was back. And that was just my main focus was just nothing but doing doing shit at the radio, doing shit on the road, doing shit with the bands or, you know, top that all off. I got a kid. So I got to put I got to put my work and my family first before anything else. But with you, it was different. I was like, you know what? Like, I got a, I got a lot of time to, to clear my schedule now because everything's starting to slow down. Mm hmm. So, you know what? It would be an honor to hop on this podcast. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, bro. Like I said, I always understand. I understand people are busy. I understand. Like, hey, I can't make it. Or, hey, I got to cancel. I totally understand. I'm a busy person myself. You know, that's why sometimes I like scheduling people. That's why I schedule you like a month in advance when you were like, hey, let me hop on. I'm like, fuck it. Yeah, let's do it. You know, because 
Texican clothing. Shout out to Texican clothing because there's some bad motherfuckers, bro, with some great ass clothes. Um, he um he hit me up. He's like, hey, bro, you should try to get some of these these people on your uh, on your podcast. And I was like, yeah, sure, I'll check them out. And of course, I've been following you for a while, you know, on Instagram and on TikTok. And I was like, let me see if I'll reach out to him. And and um and then I I forgot how it happened. But you were like, hey, bro, let me get on the podcast. And I was like, yeah, sure, I was gonna ask you anyways. <laughs> So. Yeah, bro. Like, I don't. I don't know what it was. It was one video. I'm trying to remember which one it was, but I just know that it was like funny as shit, and we just connect. I was like, bro, let's go. So I mean, like I said, it's it's an honor to hop on here, man. I mean, like I got I got stories for days to tell people, man. I have a lot of stories with a lot of these artists, and unfortunately, we we got a li- we only got limited time, <laughs> but. Yeah. Like I said, man, I got stories and man, like it, I always tell people just chilling with me, you'll get a, you'll get a lot of knowledge about me and not about aftermath because mm-hmm. when you start, when you start hearing stories about me, you start to realize I was like, God damn, dude, he's been through so much and he's still here to tell the tale about it. And it, it's an honor, man. Like I said, there's stories I have with a lot of artists and, I'm still here. Well, man, it's it's uh it's an honor to have you on, bro. Like I said, uh, watching your funny TikTok videos and Instagram videos and shit like that, I'm like, this dude's fucking hilarious, bro. So what what made you want to get on TikTok? Like, how'd that all start, bro? You know what? So when it was like, let me see, it was probably like twenty. The ending of 2018 going into 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, it was around October. Yeah, no, no, no. No, it was actually 2019, actually. So around 2019, in, during the month of October, I was going through, or I think it was, yeah, it was the, around August and September. I was going through a separation with my ex. We had been together for seven years, and... I started to get depressed. Like, neta, I, I would get my kid every weekend and I would not do nothing with him, man. I would just sit in my room. I'll just have the TV on. I'll just be on my bed. My mm-hmm. son would play his game. And it wasn't until one day he was, because he grabbed my phone and there was a little TikTok video that came up on one of the ads. And he was just laughing at it. And so I saw it and I was like, eh, whatever. And he kept, he, he, he keeps uh, showing me the phone again. Like, tata, tata, look. And I'm looking at it. And oh, that's kind of funny. And, and we, there we were. Me and my son were just watching TikTok videos all that time, just laughing and laughing. And during that time, like I said, I was depressed. And my son, I remember my son gave me like the biggest fucking smile. And I broke down. The first ever TikTok video I did, I was just being stupid. And from there, I brought my son in and we were doing little videos here and there. And it became like a father-son thing. That was on my original account. Mm-hmm. If my original account was still around, I would be, I, I would still, I would still be at 250,000 followers. Damn. That original account was because my son mm-hmm. got me in to this day, when I see my, because I, I always have my kid every weekend, I 
I always give them like the biggest hug and we, we try to do little videos here and there. Sometimes I don't force them and, and sometimes I'll show him little videos and he'll start laughing and like, that's you're funny. And you know, that's like, it's like the greatest thing that I, that I could ever have. Man, cause my kid got me out of, out of that depression. He actually made me step up my game, um, doing DJing because he would love to dance. Mm-hmm. So if it wasn't for my kid, I love, uh, shout out to my son, Isaiah Garcia. I love you, daddy. Thank you for everything. Thank you for, you know, taking your dad out of depression, man. Cause it was a, it was a tough battle, but because of my kid, man, I'm, I'm still here. I'm still breathing. Yeah, man. Shout out to your son, bro. I mean, kids, kids are, kids are amazing little people, bro. It's, they're so innocent and, I think a lot of people take kids for granted, bro. When they have them, they don't understand what they have. They have somebody who is is so pure and so innocent that they can do no wrong. I mean, in in some ways, but like, like hearing that story about how your son helped you, you know, get through that, get out of that funk and that depression and with the TikTok videos. I mean, that's, that's inspirational. I mean, you know, it's, it's crazy because there's people out there that, deal with that same depression because of something that's going through and you know and sometimes they do turn to like tiktok or they'll turn to youtube or uh podcasting and stuff like that i have a friend of mine you know shout out to mega man um he was going through a lot of things he was depressed he you know was homeless for for a few months he had two kids you know one was autistic and he just started getting into podcasting and podcasting pretty much helped him you know, it saved his life, he says, you know, because he hooked up with the right people and started getting all these amazing people on. And then little by little, he started getting his life back together and, and getting a job and then having another son. And, you know, and, and so he says podcasting really helped him out. You know, he was depressed for a long time and and stuff like that. So it, kids, kids are amazing and people take kids for granted because they can pretty much get you out of anything can get you out of any funk they can make you smile they can make you laugh they can you know make you cry whatever but that's that's a very that's a very good story bro i like that i like that you see that your son helped you step up your game and get you out of that funk because some people don't make it out of that yeah man i mean it was like i said it was tough i really didn't want i I didn't want to wake up you know i didn't want to wake up when i when it was time to wake up, I was just in bed a lot and just seeing my son smile at me, man, it just, it, it brought, it, it, one, it broke me down. Like I said, I was, I was crying a little bit because this was, you know, I was with his mom for like seven plus years, man. And, you know, that was like the only person that, that I was around mm-hmm. and it had nobody else. My mom, my mom and them had their life. And so I, I felt like I was just going to be like a, like a nuisance. If I were to just pop up out of nowhere, but they, they too, they were just there. Like, you know, if you need anything, we're here. And I just kept ignoring everybody. But my kid got me out of it. And I love him to death. And he, I guess he don't know. He's, he's three years old. He doesn't know. But when, when he starts growing up more and more, I'm, and I'll end up telling the story and I'll tell him, Hey, because of, because of you, your dad's still around. He's still kicking ass. And he's, you know, he's just having the time of his life. 
Because every 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 now and then, when I do get the chance, I bring them with me mm-hmm. to my gigs. Because I want him to see, I want him to see me in action, man. He's never seen me in action when I'm when I'm surrounded by people and they see and they start cheering, they start dancing and all that. So when my kids around me and he sees it, well, he's there dancing too, and I'll give him the mic when they hear talk and he's there trying. He's trying to talk all like like what I do on the mic. Everybody's just laughing and they're vibing with him too, mm-hmm. but. It's the greatest feeling ever, man. One day I'm gonna pass. I'm gonna pass the torch to him, and if he doesn't want it, well, I'm still gonna love him no matter what. Yeah. You know, I just tell him, hey, it's always there. It's never gonna go nowhere. And no matter how old you are, you can always pick up that board and you can start mixing like your dad. Hopefully, he does. And uh, DJ Aftermath too. <laughs> yeah, they're they're calling him li- uh, Little Math now. Oh, it's, he always got the fucking nickname. He might as well just start. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen some uh, fucking kids, bro. Like, uh, I don't know this little girl. I, I don't know if it was at Kanye's birthday party or somebody's birthday party. It was like a little girl. She was like eight or nine, and she was fucking like mixing hard, bro. On the, on the fucking yeah, I've seen that video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was you like, you know what? Damn. When I saw that video of of her at Ye's house, I just looked and I'm like, yep. uh I got my ass whooped. <laughs> that's funny. I mean, that's amazing. Like I said, kids can fucking do whatever. I mean, if you put them at a certain age and they start falling in love with it, they get better than fucking some people. I've seen kids who are fucking, I'm three to four times their age and they they play guitar better than I do. And I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> I've been playing guitar since I was fucking oh. 10, bro. And I'm 28 now. And it's like, there's, there's people there kids kids better than me and I'm like well fuck you then <laughs> bro if I if I if I ever find a a kid one day in San Antonio that wants to fuck with my board and he does a better job than me I'm just be like you know what I'm I'm sorry sir I'm sorry to disrespect you you can go ahead and take my board if you want to I'm gonna go get another one <laughs> so what is your setup let me what what kind of uh, what kind of board you got. Mine, it's a it's a DJ controller. It's called the uh, DDJ two hundred. It's a Pioneer. Oh, okay, okay. I got a Pioneer as well. I think I have the SB. Uh, I forgot which one it is, but I have one. I have I have the same board, not the same board, but I have a Pioneer as well. And yeah, I, I practice on the, it and all that. The one you have, I, I and I, I know what you're talking about because Big Boy has it too. Mm-hmm. That one I can I can fuck with because. There, uh, I know somebody has the video. Nobody, uh, I've been trying to message this person because she doesn't want to give it up. But she got me, uh, she got a video of me mixing off of my board and his board at the same time. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty much just like it's like four four turntables all in ones, and I'm just there like going. I'll, I'll mix off of his. I'll go on to mine. I'll go off of mine. Go on to his, and it was just four channels, bro. Just four fucking channels, just mixing. And I'm going back and forth. I'm scratching on all of them. And she has that video. And she, she don't want to give it up? It, no, she don't want to give it up. She said that it is something unique. And I told her, I was like, well, if they make a, if they make a, a museum of my crazy ass, you better give them a copy. Because I want them to see something that they haven't seen from me, man. I mean, they see. there's people that see me you know, on my board, but nobody has ever really seen me mix off of 
mine and my homeboy. Mm-hmm. Especially with the shit that I did. And that that's something that's something out of this world. Nobody's seen it from me because it's brand new to me. Yeah, yeah. This lady doesn't want to give up the video, and I'm just like, oh, damn, bitch, I'm about to hack your phone. <laughs> so look, I ain't your pussy if you give me the video. <laughs> you might have to tell her that. I don't know. Nah, I'm I'm straight. I'll get somebody else. <laughs> well, hey, let's get into. Uh, our unpopular opinions. Let me get my phone real quick. I've been letting that motherfucker charge. So let me get that real quick. And then we'll do the unpopular opinions that you sent me. And then I have some as well. So give me one second. All right. So let's get into unpopular opinions. So Devin, you have five unpopular opinions that you have sent me. So number one, and we'll go. Uh, from five to one, so number one, which is number five, Astro World sucks. So, do you mean Astro World as in the festival or Astro World as in the theme park? I would say the the festival, man. It was because the way I saw it is like, okay, no disrespect to Travis Scott, man, but he could have just stopped that whole damn show. Mm-hmm. Lincoln Park did it. There was a bunch of other bands. And artists that have stopped their shows to save people's lives. And you mean to tell me he couldn't do it? And yeah, I saw I saw a video of of somebody where they said, Oh, this is something that the media doesn't want you to know or doesn't want you to see. I was like, Okay, uh how long did it take to get that video? Why it, it with, with all this controversy going on with Travis Scott and Afterworld all you saw was people getting trampled, people fucking hopping the fences, you know, going crazy, doing mosh pits or whatever the fuck, and people passing out and all this and that, and you still couldn't stop. What, like, what was gonna be the downfall if he stopped the show? Yeah, really, I mean, nothing. Bro, there's a video that came. The video it's out today. It was Charlemagne the God. And he's interviewing Travis. And Travis has the fucking nerve to say he didn't hear shit from the stage. And I'm like, bro, there's video proof of people yelling to you in your face from where they're at. Stop the show. Stop the show. People were chanting it. Stop the show. And he was still going. I'm like, that's a fucking lie, bro. And then he was like... I didn't know what was going on until, you know, we, uh, days later. And I'm like, bitch, I'm like, my God, bro, you, you're a fucking liar, bro. I've seen the videos and it's like, how can I, he has the power to stop the show? But the thing is, he chose not to. And he doesn't want to take, you know, uh, responsibility for it because I was watching the interview. He says he don't say anything about taking no responsibility. He apologized. No. He didn't say any of that. And I'm pretty sure it was probably his legal team telling him, don't don't say that because then it's going to make yourself look guilty. But, yeah, no, like, you know, anything. And I'm like, bro, you're a fucking liar, bro. You could have stopped that show, but you chose not to. Bro, even at that, like, if his legal team was saying, all right, like, don't say nothing, man. You're, 
not saying nothing's even worse, bro. It makes exactly. me even more guilty. Yeah, it is. And I mean, there's video, like you said, there's video proof of people passing out, dying. I don't, um, it's just insane, bro. I, I have friends that went and I was like, you're ridiculously stupid for going, bro. I, I did not want to go. That thing was like $600 for, for the fucking ticket for two days. And I was like, nah, I'm good. I've seen Travis Scott already before. I ain't, and, and it wasn't even that crazy. It was like, what, about three years ago uh, in, New, in New Orleans for Voodoo Fest. And it wasn't, nobody was raging. Nobody was, it was, everybody was just vibing with him. Everybody was chill. Everybody's, you know, everything. But yeah, bro. And, I, I feel I don't feel bad for him, but I feel I feel bad that he doesn't grasp the situation of what happened and that he's not really taking full responsibility and saying I'm sorry for what I did. I know what I did was wrong, and it's my fault that people aren't here. So yeah, right now I I just I, I feel more bad for the families because. Of the situation that happened, I know there's people that lost family members, man. Yeah, I know. And it it it, it was like it was horrible. It was horrible to read the names and seeing their pictures because it was like, damn, bro. Like it could have been anybody, but it was them. Yeah. And now their families are not going to be able to have a Christmas or Thanksgiving, a birthday, whatever, with them because they're no longer here anymore. I know it's a, it's a sad thing, um, but let's skip that. Let's go. Let's keep going because we don't want to be sad. Um, number four, yellow traffic lights mean haul ass. Fuck yes, it does. If <laughs> we, if I'm behind you and you're slow, bitch. Oh my god! Like we had the chance to make it, and you mean to tell me you're gonna go slow? When does yellow ever mean slow? Not even my DJ lights mean slow. When it turns yellow, it doesn't mean it doesn't mean for the crowd to stop um, to stop dancing slow. It means for them to hurry the fuck up. Same thing in traffic. We could both make it. Now I gotta wait because all these other traffic are coming around. I, and honestly, I'm impatient. I am impatient, but I want to get there, man. Like, bro, I I would run a yellow light in front of a cop, which I've had so many times. What makes you think they're going to turn around and pull me over? Nope. If, if the cops can do it, I can do it. If I can do it, you can do it. Exactly. And vice versa. Exactly. That's what my grandpa used to say. He used to think that the yellow lights mean to like haul ass too. It's like, hurry up before it turns fucking red. <laughs> oh, man. But I, I agree with you. Um, the only times I do stop at yellow... Is like if I know I can't make it, and I'm in the big old trucks, so it's like we have to really, we have to stop at yellow. We have to slow down. So that's the only time I'll do that. But if I'm in my personal vehicle, yellow means hair the fuck up because I do not want to get stuck behind the red light. Mm-hmm. All right, I will never. Number three, the passing lane is for people going 80 plus on the highway. Yeah. Yes. You're going 75 on the right lane. Okay, you're going to speed limit. Good for you. All right, you want a cookie. So if you go on the passing lane with that same speed, everybody else is hauling ass. It's the passing lane for a reason. You're, you are to pass 
other drivers. And you mean to tell me you're going to go 75, probably 60, and God forbid 50 on a passing lane? And and I can already hear, well, why can't they just go around me? Uh, it's the passing lane. Exactly. The right, the right lane ain't the passing lane. That's the cruising lane. I hate that. It's like there's like a there's like a pet peeve. I hate that shit. And and, and I understand hey, you know, if your car's not that fast, then both fuck on the right lane. Get out of the passing lane, man. We're trying we're trying to pass. We've got somewhere to be, probably more important than you, and we just gotta get there. Stay on the right lane. If you need to pass somebody up, pass somebody up and get around them. Go back to your regular speed. But don't don't keep that same speed if you're going on the passing lane because everybody's trying to haul ass. Even the cops. The cops are trying to haul ass because they're trying to get somebody and you're telling me you're going to be in their way in the passing lane? Hell, you. That's one way to get a ticket. Yeah. Every lane is a passing lane for me, bro. I'm like, hurry the fuck up. I got to go. Um, but yeah, bro, it, that's just because people don't pay attention. That's like, I don't understand how people get their driver's license. And then when they get on the road, they have no fucking clue what they're doing. I'm like, bro, like you said, this is the passing lane, bro. Get, we're trying to pass you up. Get the fuck out of the way. <laughs> if you want to yeah, drive the speed limit, that's cool with you. Be safe. But I'm passing over your ass, bro. I totally agree with that. <laughs> For real. All right. So one and two pretty much go together. And I've talked about this a few times on the podcast. Um, ketchup doesn't go on tamales. And neither does mustard. Bro, who the fuck is putting mustard on tamales, bro? The same people that be putting ranch on their tamales. What? No, bro. The same no. people that be putting mayonnaise on their fucking tamales. Bro, my, my grandmother is turning in her fucking urn right now, bro. No, bro. Who does that, bro? Who does that? Give me the fucking names of these people, bro. And I will slap the shit out of them. With my uh, grandmother's me, urn, bro. Let me see. Um, Cesar Martinez. Oh. <laughs> <David Carta. laughs> like, I'm no. putting them out there. He's going to see this. Be like, bitch, you were talking about me on this podcast. What the fuck's wrong with you? Bro, no, bro. Who, I have friends who have come on the podcast. Their name uh, it's my friends from Miha Culture. They're a clothing brand here in Houston. Um, they go... On the podcast and say ketchup belongs on eggs. And then my friend was like, oh, and they also go on tamales too. And I said, no. And they're like, have you tried it though? And I'm like, that's an abomination, bro. That's an abomination. That's like putting sugar on your tamales, bro. Really? It's like putting sugar on your tamales. That's like putting sugar on, on spaghetti. That's even more gross. <sighs> My girlfriend does well, that, bro. They, they say they're, they're like, it's to make it sweet. Spaghetti's not even supposed to be sweet. It's supposed to be pasta. No. Yeah, it's supposed to be pasta. The marinara sauce is supposed to be marinara sauce. It's tomatoes and fucking meat, bro. It's not supposed to... I know people who put sugar on their fucking spaghetti, and it's like... Bro. I'll still eat it. I don't give a fuck, but... Uh, <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going to like it, but I'm still going to eat it regardless. I ain't gonna eat a hill. I'll throw that shit outside to the dogs. 
Even they won't eat it. They're like, what the fuck, bro? This nah, is not, yeah, this is say, don't, don't, don't look at that shit and be like, the fuck you giving us? Hell, he's supposed to be our owner. He's giving us trash. Damn, bro. Even the dogs won't even eat that shit, bro. That's crazy. Okay, so those were your five. I have some of my own. And these are ones that I've recycled. These are some ones that I've talked about on the podcast before. But I'll bring them up to you because uh, I don't have any other ones. <laughs> I might think of one. Um, so one of them is, and I've talked about this with several friends before. If you plan on going to a party that's BYOB and you come empty handed, don't even come to the party at all. No, nah, fuck that. That's when you have to BYOW. What's bring, BYO? your own weed. bring your own weed Even some people don't bring don't even bring your own weed bro If they go to a party Knowing that the person smokes They already know they're like, Oh I can just get some weed from him Or I'll smoke off of his drink I hate, nah. I hate that if, it, if, it's a, if it's a BYOW Then you have to BYOP Bring your own pate Some people don't bring nothing bro They just I have a friend <laughs> I have a friend, bro. He comes empty-handed to parties. And I'm like, why? Why are you coming empty-handed? And he'll come all slick. Like, hey, what's up, man? And I'm like, hey. And then it doesn't take me until like an hour later. I'm like, what the fuck? This motherfucker didn't bring shit. Because he's drinking all my whiskey, all my Coke. And I'm like, what the fuck? You didn't bring nothing, bro. And he was like, well, you have it. That's why. And I'm like the fuck I was like next time I find people doing that shit I'm like y'all could get the fuck out of my house bro yeah but we no get the fuck out of my house if you didn't bring shit and we told you to bring shit get the fuck out <laughs> get the fuck out nah but I'll be shit I'll be mean as fuck I'll be there it's like I did bring something myself I'm fighting <laughs> you wanna, we're gonna split everybody with you Anybody who's anybody will want to will want just one little night or just five minutes. Oh, you hear that, ladies? <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, all right. I don't. Maybe I'll maybe I'll bring this one up. So, <laughs> I brought this up to my buddy Caesar. Uh, I said racial stereotypes uh, need to be updated, and I'll explain myself. I will explain myself. So, everybody's heard the racial stereotypes of Latinos, of Blacks, of Asians. Um, and I really, truly believe that they don't do those stereotypes anymore. Like, for instance, you know, people are like, oh, all Mexicans uh, or Latinos, um, what's, what, what's one? Uh, they all wear sombreros and, you know, they... they uh, they do this and they party and they're lazy and this and this and that. And it's like, first off, motherfucker, we all don't wear some bros. I, I don't wear some bro. So why the fuck are you saying that we all wear some bros? I don't have a fucking donkey. I wish I did. Cause that might bro, make me some money. We're not even wearing a fucking poncho or a sarape. That's wearing what, a donkey. Exactly. You know, That's what I'm like. Like, why are they still putting these stereotypes out? At least if you're going to be, Racially stereotyping me, a Latino, at least be accurate, bro. At least be accurate. Just come out with like a fucking Honda Accord and come in like a fucking uh, with some jeans and some boots and start saying cub. Maybe I might get a little offended, but I'm like, at least you're doing it right. 
<laughs> hey, at least you're doing nah, it. Right. The part, the part where, the part where, where he said that the, like the the stereotypes for Latinos is that oh they're lazy. Um, a lot of Latinos are taking the jobs from the white folks that don't want to do those jobs. When has anybody ever woke up and said, "I want to be a plumber," or "I want to go," be, "I want to be a garbage man." Working the sewers and shit. Shit, bro. No one has ever woken up to say that shit. Nobody has ever woken up and said, "I want to go work at the taqueria, uh, the taqueria uh, Jalisco restaurant as a cook." No white man or woman has ever said that shit. And it's not even white people anymore. You know who it is? I'm not, I'm not trashing on it, but it's mainly blacks now because. I've heard a lot of them where it's like, I don't want to do that job. And I work around, I worked a lot around a lot of blacks. So I can say this, um, not trying to be racial or anything, but they're like, well, I don't want to do that job. You know, if it's landscaping or if it's doing in something else, they're like, I don't want to do that. And then here comes Juanito and Carlos who do landscaping. And it's like, Hey, they took your job. You know, there's a lot of people that don't want to work in the kitchen. Because, oh, I, I, you know, I don't do this and that. And then they get upset when it's a Hispanic that takes it. And it's like, they beat Bro, you to the punch. understand that a, a lot of people got to understand. Y'all are making money because y'all need a hustle. Y'all got, you know, bills ain't cheap. I'll tell you that. You probably, you're probably going to get a little bit of pocket change if you, if you work at a restaurant. And, and I know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Because I worked, at, I worked at several restaurants when I was in high school. But it's something, bro. I mean, it may not be the best job. It may not be some fucking five-star job. But it's something that's putting bread in your pockets, bro. I mean, a lot of people got to understand that. Because I, I work, um, I do a lot of a lot of road construction, bro. Mm -hmm. I do a lot of road construction. When I'm, when I'm not in the studio and all that, I'm doing that. And I go through that a lot with a lot of these, with the, uh, a lot of these, um, these new recruits. So I tell them, I was like, look, it may not be the best job. It sure as hell ain't going to be the worst job because we're out here in the sun working 12-hour shifts. But this job is going to pay for your fucking bills. Y'all just going to come over here and bust your asses a little bit, and then there you go. The boss man sees you doing something, hell, he'll probably give you another job where you don't have to be out here in the sun. Like me, I don't, I'm not out in the sun as much. If I do, it's because we're low on we're low on workers and we need to go outside. Mm -hmm. But me, I drive I drive a, a big ass eighteen wheeler, and I protect tech dots from getting hit. Mm -hmm. I have the most dangerous job because I go through ten to twelve near death experiences every fucking day. Because a lot of these eighteen wheelers are not going to give you space. Exactly. Yeah, I know what you mean. <sighs> People who drive 18-wheelers are careless sometimes. Trust me. I know. I know. I've met and some, a few. And, 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 and you know what? Sometimes it's not even their fault. It's maybe because somebody in a little itty-bitty-ass car doesn't want to give them room. That's all it is, man. It, 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 all it takes is for one person to fuck to cut off an 18-wheeler and that's that, man. We need, um, a lot of people need to start giving these guys room. Exactly. They need room. It's it takes about two football fields for them to make a complete stop. You said it there, bro. You said it, and I've, it, it, it's in the handbook, bro. It, I've had so many people cut me off, like literally just like right there in front of me, and I'm like, 
I could have fucking killed you, bro. Like within an instant, you would have been dead with this truck. But you, you, you're alive because you cut in front of me and you're trying to be stupid. I, I've had some fucking shit, bro. Being a truck driver, I'm like, oh my god, bro. Somebody, I hate people. I just hate people in general when they're driving out there because it really pisses me off. And I'm like, what the fuck, bro? How'd you get your license, bro? Do you give license to anybody nowadays? <laughs> for, for real, man. Everybody needs to start understanding that your life is important. It may not be important to you, but it's important to us, man. We want to we wanna make sure everybody goes home to the same family that they woke up in. Now, if you got multiple families, I don't know what the fuck to tell you on that one. But we all, we all got to go home to, to a family. True. And True it's a that, damn bro. shame we didn't and they see us in a body bag. Yeah, that's the one thing you don't you don't want to see at all, especially during the holidays, bro. Like I was saying in the beginning of the episode, it's the holiday season. People are going crazy. People are trying to trying to go to work, trying to hurry up and, and you know go Christmas shopping or uh, we got to go get food for the funeral for Christmas and this and this and that. And, and so everybody's in a fucking mess. I understand that, but at least be smart when you're out there driving, you know. Because like I said, I've had people cut me off. I've seen people cut off tons of people. And it only takes a second if you, you know, lose your uh, lose your focus driving and you hit somebody. I've seen tons of accidents, bro. I've seen a car flip over one time because somebody wasn't paying attention and being stupid. And luckily those Back. people were alive, bro. But like I said, people people don't. There's some people that just don't need a license, bro. They don't need a license. Yeah, yeah, they got their license from a cereal box. <laughs> they still give those out. Damn, I must have missed the mark. Uh, uh, let's, let's let me let me see another one. Uh, let me think of one for Christmas, since it's Christmas time. Okay, so I know I've seen this a lot on Facebook right now, and I see a lot of this on. Instagram and wherever that elf on the shelf bullshit it needs to stop bro it needs to stop I don't know mm-hmm. that elf on mm-hmm. the shelf hell, bro uh-uh. Uh-uh. Hell, uh uh my, my grandparents tell me not to be inviting spirits into my house <laughs> you buy this shit at Target bro and you're like I've because I've, I used to work at Target and there would be people you know, buying this. Oh, this is for my son. You know, we're gonna we're gonna play games with him and with the little elf on the shelf. And I'm like, this is stupid, bro. We didn't have no elf on the shelf, bro. I mean, we're Latinos. We don't do that. But I seen some people do that, and I'm like, that's so dumb, bro. I hate elf on the shelf. So if anybody's listening to this and you're doing elf on the shelf, you better take that shit down, throw that in the trash, and that's it. <laughs> don't. I'll give you. I'll reimburse all you. Gonna take, all it's going to take is for somebody to fuck around with an elf on a shelf, and next thing you know, boom, Paranormal Activity movie coming out with that shit. Exactly. I think they have that already. Elf on a shelf, Paranormal Activity. Okay, la verga, yeah. <laughs> um, damn, what's another, what's another one good one for Christmas? Uh, yeah. Don't be inviting people over for Christmas. That don't need to be invited, bro. I understand if it's family, but if you if you, if you're gonna get all fucking booty hurt and start talking shit about people, 
Don't invite them over for Christmas, bro. I hate when I go over to a family gathering and certain family members are there and then they're just talking shit because they're already drunk. And I'm like, who invited you over for Christmas, bro? You just ruined the whole Christmas mood. I hate that, bro. I hate that when they yeah. ruin. You know what? Like, because I have a, I have a, like, a, I have like a regular Latino family where we bust our asses off and shit. Mm-hmm. I have one side. That's my mom's side. On my dad's side, they're like all into. Oh, if, you, if you're not in, if you're not in college, then you're a fucking bum and all this and that. And so, every time I would go, even like things now, um, since I'm doing my thing, it was like I would tell them I was like, damn. So, I guess I really didn't need a, co- a college degree to do what I'm doing, and yet I'm not a bum. And they blew off real quick, man. And you think you're all hot shit? I was like, I never said I was hot. I never said I was hot. You're implying that I'm hot, which is weird. Y'all are family. Quit checking me out. Um, I didn't say I was hot shit. But I stopped going to that man. All they did was just talk shit about every fucking family member that didn't have this. I didn't have that. If they were, if they had. Uh, if they had tattoos, they would start talking shit. If you had a boyfriend and y'all had a kid together, y'all not even married, start talking shit. If you were going to, if this person was going to like this badass college, but yet another family member is like going to fucking Berkeley or to some high class fucking college or university, mm-hmm. now that person's gonna get shitted on. Oh, you're going to UTSA. This one's going over here. This one has a chance on, on going, and you're still stuck over there in San Antonio? Nambe. <laughs> hey, man, UTSA is not a bad college, bro. Chill out. <laughs> it's like, damn, bro. Like, like it, 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 it really does baffle me, man, because it's like, man, like, we're supposed to be family, but I'm starting to think y'all are a bunch of snakes. Yeah. I, I know family members like that. Uh, not going to name any names, but... You know, it's kind of like, well, so-and-so's doing this, and so-and-so's doing that, and so-and-so's traveling, and this and that, and it's like, well, what are you doing? And I'm like, I got a podcast. I'm working. I at least make some kind of decent money. No, I'm not traveling the world, but at least I got some racks saved up. Not like your kids got racks saved up. They still got to fucking pay college debt and shit like that. Oh, hell yeah. I know my, my aunt, she's like in her 40s. She still owes like 10 grand on on a bunch of student loans and shit. I'm just like, let me know how that shit goes. I'm 20-something years old and you don't see me dealing with that shit. I ain't got no student loans. I didn't even go to college. I was like, fuck all that. I have friends that graduated and they're like, yeah, I went to college and this is that. And some of them, hey, look, that's cool. I'm glad you went to college. But the majority of them go to college for a certain degree and then don't even do the fucking degree. They end up working exactly. at fucking Target. And then they're saying, then they're bitching and complaining. Well, it's hard. No, fuck it ain't, bitch. It's called applying <laughs> to get that damn job. If you went to college to be an RN, start applying for fucking hospitals to be an RN. Mm-hmm. Quit working at fucking Walmart or 7-Eleven. Shit, if you're working at 7-Eleven, I like 7-Eleven. But if you're working at 7-Eleven and you got a college degree... Something didn't go well. Something did not go well at all, bro. And you know, and like I said, I understand people are struggling, 
But like you said, you got to apply. You know, if you went to be a, a dental hygienist or if you went to do something in, in, in um, what's it called? You know, um, architect or whatever. And then you're like, well, it's hard to find a job. I'm like, bitch, go apply. Even if you got to go out of state or out of the city, go apply. You can find jobs. There's jobs out there for people that are that have these degrees, but they choose not to. And then they choose to get comfortable and say, well, I'll just work at Walmart for a little bit. And then they're stuck there for like 20 years with a college degree. Fuck that. I would have been there like, you must be miserable. You need to start getting a real job. I'm not, and I'm in no disrespect to anybody that works at Walmart, but I'm sorry, man. If you got a college degree and, and you're stuck there, you're stuck at Target or whatever the fuck, you need to go get a real job. Exactly. exactly. You need to get a salary-based job. You need to get some PTO. You need to get some 401k or whatever. And Walmart does that whole 401k bullshit. But I mean, it's not. It's nothing compared to the 401k if you were to get for the job that you have a degree for. Exactly. Exactly, bro. Exactly. Well, like you said, people don't apply themselves. They just want to be like, well, well, I'll just be comfortable here. So, but. I think that's that's it of unpopular opinions. So let's get into our last segment of the show. And Chris Stapleton, will you please bring us in? What are you listening to? Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. So this is called <laughs> What Are You Listening To? This is the segment of the podcast where we talk about, of course, what are we listening to? So, since you're a special guest and you have sent me the list of who you've been listening to, so we got the Homeboys, classics, classic. We got Ramon Ayala, fucking legend, bro. You got um, Grupo Torino. That's how you say it, right? Oh, uh, Grupo Treno. I don't know. Okay. See, like, I can't pronounce some Spanish words. And to be honest with you, I don't really speak Spanish, but I try. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. I got that fucking, uh, uh, what's it called? I upgraded to. Stone? Not the Rosetta Stone. I upgraded to Taco Cabana Spanish. I ain't no Taco Bell Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> that Mama Margie Spanish, bro. Oh, that, nah, that Mama Margie's Spanish, that's a whole different dialect. Bro, Mama Margie's, bro, I did not know that place existed until I started going to San Antonio with my girl. Bro, that food is good. To me, it's good. And it's not like fucking generic, like Taco Bell shit. No, this shit is good. Like, you can smell like the fajitas and and have spice. And I'm like, ooh, and then the margaritas. I'm fucking dead, bro. That shit's good. Whenever we go, we try to go there at least once or twice. I'm taking a break from Mama Marks, man. I'm trying to lose weight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we have uh, Secreto, right? That's how you say it? Yeah, Secreto. Okay. And then we have uh, Masismo, or I guess that's how you say it. Masismo. Masismo. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, so, uh, anybody else you've been listening to lately? Uh, other than Whoa. the ones? You know what? Because uh, my MC just passed by, man. He he got me into it. He's a badass, legendary Baco sexo player. His name is Juan P. Moreno. Okay. I've been I've been listening to him, man, and I and honestly, I've had the honor to to meet him for the first time in San Antonio this year, and also see him 
at my uncle's house because he has a podcast as well called Bumper's Wacky Wednesday, and he finally got a chance to interview him. So Juan P. Moreno, man, like, because uh, like I said, I know him as, as just a guy, but on a music level, like I said, I give a shout out to my MC, DJ Alex, because he, he was showing me some songs from him. And come to find out, he was one of the original Chamaco players, Los Chamacos with, with Jaime de Anda. Mm-hmm. And Juan P. Moreno was the original. So I'm just like, bro. And so he was telling me stories. Like, yeah, he he's the original. This is some of his music. So he got me into into listening. And shout out to Juan P. Moreno, man. He's my compa. Shout out para toda la raza allá en Monterrey, México. So it's... It, 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 it like I said, it's, it was an honor to meet him, but it's even more crazy listening to his music. That sounds legit. I like that. That's cool, bro. Um, anything else other than other than like what you sent me? Like, have you? I mean, like I said, I know you dip into like hip hop and stuff like that. Um, anything else you've been listening to? Other different music genres? What you got? What you got? Um, damn, bro. I I actually got out of touch with hip hop, but if I'm going to hip hop, it gotta be the old school shit. I I started uh, I, every now and then you'll catch me bumping to UGK. Mm-hmm. You know, I always listen to international players uh, players anthem. I love that song. Classic. I really I, I only love it because Tim C's verse. Yeah, that's why I, I love Tim C. I never had a chance to meet him. I met Bun. Um, Years ago, when San Antonio would have it's this show called Beat Bash. Okay. So I remember it was Beat Bash 09. It was 2009. That's where I met. I met Chameleon there. I met Paul Wall, I met Slim Thug, Lil Kiki, um, Bun, fucking Jerome, Jerome Music Man. Like that, that, that dude's still kicking ass. Big Crit. I love Big Crit. Like he's. He's top of the line, fucking a ball MJG or M yeah MJG, bro. Like a lot of these guys, like I met them for the first time, and I just vibe with them to this day. I'm still vibing to the music, man. Even to like DJ Screw, because I still put on Jew Twenty Seven. I still put on that. I just put on that verse. I just chill with it. It feels so like. It feels so. It's like a song that you can vibe with. Mm-hmm. But every now and then, you'll catch me playing it here at the club. You know, mainly whenever it's time to close down and everybody's going home. But when I put on that song, well, everybody knows it, and they don't want to leave. They're vibing with with me. They're singing along and and all that. And then my empties, they're like, "Yeah, turn it off already. We got to send everybody home. It's already two thirty. I've always noticed that like when you play Houston music anywhere else, the people really do vibe to it, bro. Like I played, who did I play? I think I had some UGK and some other shit like that in a little, little small town in Texas. And they were bumping to it. They were, you know, and I'm like, damn, bro. It's like people, I don't know what it is, but I think it's just because it's the South, but. They really do love like Houston rap. Like Houston rap has ascended to a, a different plane all around the country, bro. Like if you say UGK in fucking Chicago, they know who you're talking about. If you say DJ Screw and, and Big Mo and Pimp C in California, they know who you're talking about. 
If you fucking say uh, Scarface and Ghetto Boys in New York, they know who you're talking about. So it, it, it's crazy Ooh. to like, you know. Especially Ghetto Boys, man. Bro, I man. would play my, I would play uh, my mom playing tricks on me, man. Cause that's like the, that's like the one song I fell in love with from Ghetto Boys. It's a good song. It's a really, really good song, and it they're storytellers. It's like they paint this picture in the story. And you were like in the story, right? Fucking Willie D and Scarface and you know R.P. Bushwick Bill, but the motherfuckers are bad dudes, bro. They're bad dudes. Bro, man, I can like I said, I can go on for days with this shit, bro. Because we because we do vibe a lot here, man. We we just you know in a small town where like where we're at, like I said, I'm here in Pearsall, and the the crowd fires with us, man. My, my MC sees it and. Now tell them, like, bro, we got to play it. And it's because we have a lot of younger people coming. It's not really that many old people. It's like a very young crowd, like in their 20s. And this is what we jam out to. We have like like the 30 and 40 year olds in here. And I'll go, I'll take it even further back, you know, going with like young, like Chris Brown coming out when he was barely, like when he was barely like making it fucking outcast, playing Miss Jackson and. Everybody's just like vibing with us, man. Like that's what we do out here. We just we just love to vibe with the music. We're just singing and we're just having a fun time, drinking, praying to God nobody fights. Bro, I've been vibing to some old school R and B shit like that from like the early two thousands. Like I, Chris Brown, of course, fucking Neo. Um, who else? You know, like Outkast, UGK, and all them motherfuckers. That takes me back to fucking high school, bro. And I'm like, God, I'm like, I haven't felt like this since I was in fucking seventh, eighth, I mean, uh, ninth, tenth grade, bro. Listen to all that shit. So I, I like vibing to different music. With my list, um, it's kind of all over the place because I listen to a lot of different music genres. So um, I have this app called Spotistats, and you hook it up to your. Um, your Spotify and it'll see who you've been listening to for like the past month, the past six months, the past year, the past however long. So lately I've been vibing to um, Kenny Loggins, really great musician, great, great voice. Um, he's the one that did Footloose and, and, and uh, Danger Zone and all these fucking great uh, songs for all these great movies from the 80s. Um, I was listening to um, Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack's Silk Sonic. That's a great fucking Ooh. album, bro. That's a great fucking album. I, I was hesitant hesitant when it first they were talking about it. And I was like, I don't know, bro. Because for me, I feel like Anderson Pack kind of sold out for a little bit. And Bruno Mars hasn't put any shit out for a while. But when I heard their album, I'm like, my God, bro, this shit is fucking sexy, bro. I don't know who's whoever, somebody's fucking to this music <laughs> right now, bro. Because it's fucking good music, bro. I'm like, damn, bro. And like I said, Bruno Mars, he's got a great voice. He's a great musician, great performer. Anderson Pack is the same as well, equally as good. And just both of them together, somebody's getting fucking pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I got introduced to Anderson Peck with he did a when he did a track with Kendrick Lamar and Dr. Dre. Mm-hmm. 
that was like the first time I got introduced to Anderson Pagan. I think it's called uh, I think it's called Compton. I fucking love that. I love that damn song, bro. Like I could play because it's more. I was there thinking about it because I was playing GTA Five, and I heard that song because I always have Pandora hooked onto my to my speakers. Yeah. And I heard it, and I'm just like, bro, why didn't they put this shit in the game? Like, this is a badass. <laughs> hit. Like the the outro, the outro to that song, it is so fucking badass. Like, I'm like, bro, they could have made a whole promo with this fucking song, and they chose not to. Ain't this a bitch? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I agree with you, bro. It's a fu- I've heard that song. It's a pretty good song. I have, I think I have that that album from Dr. Dre. It's a very good album. Um, who else? Midland. I like some country. I, I grew up on country music, bro. I just don't like the country music now, like Luke Bryan and, 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 and so on and so forth. I just, I don't like country pop. I like old school country from like the 60s and 70s. Um, not really much the 80s, but the 90s is when I grew up. Alan Jackson and... Uh, Randy Travis and, and all them good motherfuckers back then and shit like that. I mean, even fucking Emilu crossed over into country for a little bit too, you know. So that's what I grew up in. I grew up with like '90s country, and of course, you know, I, I like Chris Stapleton. I like Sturgill Simpson and, and some of these other guys. You know, I'm getting used to. So I, I like, you know, I like Midland. Uh, I've been listening to like who else? Uh, Uncle Tino, The Strokes, Krungbin. Uh, Thundercat, who I saw a couple weeks ago, it was a pretty good show. Queens of the Stone Age, you know, Tame Impala. I like DJs too. I'm just I, I listen to a whole tons of fucking shit, bro. So if you follow the the podcast playlist on Spotify, um, you can always add music to it. I always encourage my guest to follow the. You know, even if you don't listen to Spotify, if you're like more on Apple Music, but I always encourage, hey man, just follow the the playlist and then just add a bunch of fucking music that you've been vibing to, so then everybody else can vibe with it. So if you want to go ahead and do that, that's cool. Let me know. I I'll send you the the fucking link. So if you want to, you know, set some shit up so everybody can start listening to some good ass music that you got going on. Yeah, yeah, bro. Uh, send me the link whenever, bro. Because like I said, I'm always down to vibe. And then the crowd don't vibe with me. I mean, I'll like, just chill with me for a little bit with this. And be like, okay, okay, I see what you're doing. And we just chill. Yeah. Over here, really, nobody um, nobody really is going to talk shit when it comes to music. It's just, it, it depends on how they feel. But most of the time, when I throw something on, they're just like, oh, shit, I haven't heard this song in forever. And, you know, they start going off. They start vibing with me. Yeah, I like sm- I like Texas small towns because it makes it f- when you like when you hang out there and this and that, it, you feel more comfortable. I feel more comfortable in a smaller town than in a bigger city. Even though I like bigger cities and I grew up in the big city, I like small towns: New Braunfels, uh, San Marcos, Buda, you know, stuff like that. I feel comfortable because it's a small town, so. Yeah, man, I love I love small towns. Don't get me wrong, I love San Antonio. I actually I have a house in San Antonio, so I have a house there and I have a house here in Pearsall. So 
most of the time I stay in Pure Salt because I'm closer to my kid. Mm-hmm. If I'm not, it, once once my kid goes home and I'm working, I go out there to San Antonio and I just chill out there. Right. But I always love coming out here, man, because it's quiet. Everybody's to themselves, and I can I can have a conversation with everybody out here, and they're just like, bro, like you play you play good music, but can you play some of this? And I'll play it, and then everybody's vibing like, hey, hell yeah, bro! And it, it's the it's the little gestures that count, man. And mm-hmm. I can vibe, I can vibe with the people out here because they're you know they're chill. They're not no disrespect to anybody in San Antonio. It's just that they're. They're not crazy in the sense. They they don't go all out trying to do all that hood shit yeah. out here. They're just chill. They're doing that country shit. That's what I like about small towns. It's like I said, they're just they're chill. So it's better. It's better than being in a big city. Like if me if I could move to like San Marcos or um, anywhere outside of fucking Houston, I would. But. I think I would miss like being in a big city because it's like I have so many places that I go to and all my friends are here and family and stuff like that. But don't get me wrong. If someone's like, hey, do you want to move the scent? Yes, I'm moving. (laughs) Fuck this. Fuck the traffic. I'm going to go fucking live in a small town. (laughs) You know, so. Yes, sir. All right. Well, uh, it's that time. We're going to be closing down. We have the music playing somewhere in the background. Uh, so, bro, go ahead and plug in. If you want to shout out anybody, um, now is your time. The floor is yours. So Yeah, hell yeah. Hey, shout out to my MC, DJ Alex. He's always been helping me out a lot. He's always um, helped manage me and all that. You know, he's, he's, uh, he's like the manager that always makes sure that my shit's on point. Shout out to DJ Furman, you know, because he's always my, my light and my sound guy, always making sure I got everything. Shout out to Grupo Macizo, Los Trenos de Texas, Grupo Letal, and so many other bands that I wish I could name, but there's like about 30 to 40 of them. Uh, shout out to everybody that's on the south side of San Antonio all day, every day. You know, I love my south side piece. I love my west side piece. Puro hueso. Toda madre. Shout out, to, shout out to all the men and women that are fighting uh, overseas, especially the ones that are based there in Lackland Air Force Base in San Antonio. I got some followers out there, and I love y'all. Thank y'all for y'all services. With that being said, catch me on my on my Instagram, my TikTok, you know, Snapchat, Facebook, Twitter, and all that. DJ Aftermath 210. I will I will be. I'm that. How should I put? It? I'm the guy that always likes to talk to people. You know, if you got any questions, hit me up. It's about music, or you just want to vent just me up my 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 dms are always open if i don't answer just please understand that uh, i gotta do my thing you know band practice and all that it, it always has to come first or even my son but i always make time for my fans i always try to talk to people you know check on them see how they're doing and just overall just make sure that they have a smile on their face you hear it here folks follow the man bro Follow him. Follow him on TikTok. Follow him on Instagram. Follow everything he just said. Follow him. He's he's got some funny ass TikTok videos. He's got some funny ass Instagram videos. The man is hardworking. The man will fucking just ha- make you have a great day. Pretty much. I like like I said, bro. I like watching your videos because you're funny, 
And I'm like, this motherfucker's funny, bro. This motherfucker make me laugh and shit. Especially when like you, um, was it? What's what's that word called? Like when you have a clip of a video and then you comment on it. Oh, bro, that's the fucking that's the funniest ones, bro. And I'm like, this motherfucker did not just say this. Oh yeah, I'm always reacting to people's comments, man. I just I love to talk. I love to talk shit, but I know when to back it up. <laughs> you know, I don't. I never make it personal unless I need to make it personal. But until then, it's all nothing but jokes here. Exactly. Well, I appreciate your time. I know, like I said, you're a busy man, but you have made some time for the podcast, which I really appreciate. That you know, like I said, it's the holidays. People are busy, but thank you for making time. Devin or DJ Aftermath. Um, like I said, guys, follow him on all his social media. You know, if you want to get to know more about him, hit him up, talk to him. He He's a great guy. I just had him on. We just met the first time and we were already like best friends. <laughs> you know, we're going to go out drinking. We're going to have a good time. We're going to vibe to music. We're going to do all that, you know. So like I said, guys, follow him on Instagram. Follow the podcast on Instagram. You can find it at www.linktree slash, no, is it L-I-N-K dot T-R? No, is it? My bad. L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash I-T-N-S. That's my link tree to all my social media. You can find my Facebook. You can find the Twitter, Instagram, Spotify. If you want to donate to the podcast, I got my cash app. I got PayPal. I got Zelle. I got all that shit on there. Um, uh, like I said, follow both of us, get to know Devin, DJ Aftermath, check out his videos. And, uh, like I said, again, thank you, bro, for coming on. It means a lot to, to make new friends and to have more interesting people on the fucking podcast, bro. And like I said, you out here representing, bro, Texas too. you on the San Antonio. I haven't had anybody from San Antonio yet on the fucking podcast. So it's good to have a San Antonio rep- uh, representation on the podcast. So, oh yeah, man, I'm not just San Antonio, but I represent everybody here in in Texas, man. No matter where I go, because I know I'm be, I'm gonna be doing my first out of state gig pretty soon. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna be carrying Texas on my back when I go over there and go do my thing, and I'll be making everybody proud when I come back home. Yeah. So shout out to San Antonio. Shout out to Pearsall. Shout out to everybody, bro. Like I said. This has been Inside the North Side. Again, thank you for listening to the podcast. It means a lot. Check out DJ Aftermath. Check out the podcast. Listen to other episodes if you can. And I'll see you guys later. God bless. Peace. And have a happy holiday. <laughs>